it's all for. It's all about this. You play for this. No matter what level you're at, you play for championship. What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, 6 to 8 a.m. on the wake-up call, plus the 1 to 4 p.m. daily for the Coach JB Show. Has a proud, proud, proud new sponsor, Roman. Make sure you check it out because it, when it comes to intimacy, we all want to feel confident. But for a lot of guys out there, erectile dysfunction gets in the way. This issue affects people differently, but is actually something that 52% of men will experience some form of during their life. So make sure you head on over to Roman. You know how when you're wearing that great outfit and everything just looks right and your confidence is soaring and you like the swag and you're feeling flashy, you can walk into a room knowing you're on A game and is on point. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. So whether you're looking for gains at the gym or better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame and showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head on with Roman. Proud new sponsor to Coach AB Show, Roman offers a discreet process from start to finish. You can connect with licensed medical provider via Roman's convenient online visit. Prescription ED treatments are safe, effective, and the FDA approved and used by millions of men. Free two-day shipping. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can help rebuild the confidence during sex. Head on over to ro.co slash coachjb today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's ro.co slash coachjb. ro.co slash coachjb. And head on over to Roman. Tell him Coach JB sent you. Proud new sponsor of the Coach JB Show. Appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, both the Wake Up Morning Show and the Daily Show. The Coach JB Show has it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall, and I want to address everybody out there who wants to get back to skinny and tall. The Coach JB Show has a new proud sponsor, Fight Camp. Make sure you check it out. As the new year approaches, we're all thinking about our health and fitness routines. Are you looking for one of the most exhilarating and effective forms of home fitness? Look no further. Did you know that at-home boxing is one of the safest and most effective forms of exercise? Bet you didn't. Allow me to introduce you to Fight Camp. Interactive at-home boxing, Fight Camp brings the best workouts in the world into your home and makes it fun. Boxing is a real great workout. In fact, a lot of football players, including myself, use it to supplement their training. It keeps the mind sharp, the body strong, the workouts are quick and efficient. You can work it out at halftime or even before the game or after. What makes it different from traditional boxing workouts is that it has live punch counting stats that motivates you even, even harder. So 
Without further ado, join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home. Fight Camp packages start at just $99, and they even offer some great financing options. So you can get started at the low, low, low of $9 a month. To get everything you need, go to fightcamp.com slash coachjb to learn more. That's fightcamp.com forward slash coachjb. I appreciate you. Peace. Right, all right, all right. The wake up call, man. Got to handle the business. Got to get through all this crazy shit. Apologize for the ads. Make sure you understand Fight Camp, Roman, brand new sponsors, ro.co slash coachjb. And fightcamp.com slash coachjb. Check it out. You get you some sweet gear. Uh, no further ado, let me get my main man in here. Matt, what up? What's good? Happy uh, Wednesday. Fuck, dog. I'm over here. I was just on NBC live on TV, and then okay. I got my fucking dogs doing a bunch of shit. So I had to run around to get them fucking done. Talking so shit like, on NBC, yeah. uh, dropping F bombs. I'm out of shit. Yeah, I said shit on NBC. Coach, you can't cuss. I'm like, well, fucking don't have me on then, motherfucker. Um, hey, it's, uh, Hank Spencer, I don't know. You should Google how to become a member, dog. Uh, let me stop uh, the show real quick. Let me get. Let me stop my show and tell you how to become a fucking member. How about you fucking Google it, homie? God, oh, I love it, dude. It's unbelievable. Hey, uh, what well, this Fight Club uh, uh, sponsor you have, like? I got to get involved in this because I've had like three grown men in the last two months ask me if I want to fist fight. And I'm like, most people, like when they say that, the other person's like supposed to be deterred from fighting, right? Like, oh no, I don't want to fight. And I'm like, can we get paperwork signed so I can take you out into a field and start digging the hole where I'm going to dump your body? Because I'd love to fight. Let's get this on. How do I sign up for this fight club thing? Well, it's fight camp. And apparently... They've sent me the shit. I'll see if I can get you some. What it is, is basically it's Peloton in your house with boxing stuff. So, like, I got uh, a bag out here. I need to do a walkthrough one day. So, they sent me a bag, a punching bag. They sent me um, gloves. They sent me the shoes, the light ones. So, actually, it's a whole workout thing. Jump rope. They sent me a whole thing so I can so get it's out. it's like fight training on a bag. Yeah, it's like, nice. yeah, yeah, it's all. Yeah, there's nothing better than fight, than fight training. I'm telling you, if you're like, uh, I do it all the time, and, and it, it hurts my shoulders sometimes to just from attrition, but full body workout, there's absolutely nothing better than that shit. It nah, is yeah, so I'm, taxing. If I could do that and swim every day, I, I, I'd be straight. Yeah, if, be- I, if I don't lift, I'm going to kill someone. So I, I have to go beat up the weights every day, but. Yeah, uh, the the fight training is is big time. Fight camp, I'm gonna definitely check that out. Yeah, it's pretty good deal. I'll see if I can get you uh, in the thing. And uh, like I said, we'll blow this thing up. Uh, appreciate everybody joining in. Um, Hayden Spencer, hey, at least you recognize it, dog. You recognized it, and you're okay. You 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 agreed that you're a slap dick. That's the first part of this thing. Uh, Always, you gotta gotta accept the fact that you are what you are before you can hey. get better. It is what it is, dog. It is what it is. So, <laughs> Brett Favre denies any wrongdoing on Fox yesterday. Did you hear Speaking about of slap dicks. He, Yeah, he, he denied any wrongdoing. So, uh, he's like, I've been drugged through the mud and slandered by the media. 
I'm curious how that thing fold, unfolds. Um, me and Matt are going to start this. We're going to start uh, this week or maybe Monday. We'll probably start fresh. But we're going to have a uh, pre-snap read, which is kind of like some current events in, in the professional sports world. We'll break everything down in our pre-snap read segment. Then we're going to go to our first and 10 segment. And then we're going to go to our two-minute drill. And me and Matt will break down a game or a film or a couple things. We'll have a two-minute breakdown, back-and-forth banter. And then we're going to go to third and long. And then we'll have our third and long segment. And then we'll get into our post-snap read. And uh, I love our main man, Mac, did all this work in the back. So that's our pre-snap. Good one. Now we're in the pre-snap read. Oh, wow. okay, man, Matt's logo's at guard right there. And uh, <clears throat> that looks tight, tight to fire. That's and fucking then, dope. Yeah, then we got the post-snap read. So Ooh, shit. Ooh, one high, two high beater. And then we got first and 10. We got first and like 10. Look at that. Uh, take a shot. And then we got third and long. We got third and 10. Um, we'll probably change that to third and long. But it's the same thing. We got, a, we got a little crossing route. Uh, I dig this. This is dope. Yeah, so that'll be our segments we'll go through, and then we'll get to the two-minute drill once we get that made. And me and Matt will kind of do a banter back and forth on the two-minute drill, what's happening and what's not. So we haven't had time to even take a shit yet. So we're just going to get through uh, today, and we'll start that probably Monday as far as our new segment. So this will be kind of so you guys can see that's kind of going to be the format of going further. So uh, – so I appreciate everybody joining it. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not. Make sure you follow Matt over there on, on social media, on everything he does. He puts out great content on uh, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. So all his stuff's on the ticker. Make sure you follow him. Um, Devontae Adams pushes a guy down, of course, and now he's being sued. Uh, this is the world we're living in. I broke down yesterday on my afternoon show, Matt. I wanted to run this by you. I, is it? I want to know if this was how you were. You're 40 or a few years younger than me. But back in the day, even if I wanted to go over this real quick, because I don't know if you saw the late show because you were in Colorado. Even if me and you had phones, let's say in the early 90s, um, Devontae Adams, let's say he pushed me down. And me and you are boys. We're, we're at the game drinking, chilling. And Devontae, fucking, I was an idiot. I ran out there. He pushes me down. Back in the day, you would have took a picture if we would have had phones. You would have took a picture of it. We would have went back home. You and the boys would have been fucking absolutely clowning me. Oh, I'd, I'd roast you for the rest of your life. And we would have took a picture. We would have put it up, blew it up on a on a, some type of fucking frame, and it would be a party favor every time we hung out. 100%. And there would have been no type of fucking social media backlash or I'm going to go sue you. We would have been like, I'm a bitch. I you got pushed over by Devontae Adams, homie. You're a client. You're an idiot. Get, get your ass at like even this guy works for Kansas City and like he sh- should know better. Like Devontae's walking off the field with his head down. You can't just flash in front of them. I saw a view where it's from the back and Devontae's walking in and dude literally like flashes in front of him like it's almost like he's trying to scare him like it's Halloween. And Devontae just reacted. And I, I don't think he maliciously meant to do it, but you brought up a good point. You say, would I ever do something like this? We talked about this yesterday. I've had a circumstance in my life. My NFL career ended, and my best friend who was playing in the league at the time ended it and off the field and really fucked me up bad on, on a golf course with a golf cart. It was terrible. If you want to tell the story, I will, but it is what it is. 
hurt me really bad. And I didn't, I didn't take my friend to court. I don't sue my friends. So the right when I heard that this fucking super soft cameraman is now going to use this as an opportunity to go get some bread and slander Devante's name just because he got tapped a little bit and he said he had to go to the hospital and like he's emotionally distraught and like he it like dude look the the, the one of my favorite hip hop artists of all time is Nas okay and and Nas has got a great line in one of his songs where he says if you're a man all right and you expect to stick your hand out real quick to put to have me put money in your hand then I guess I expect your bitch and that head you get so Devontae should be getting homeboy's girl should go to Devontae's house if he's going to sue him for a little nice little push and he's going to fall over and get a million bucks for this soft bullshit and all these fucking all these pussies out here in the world that are like oh my god Devontae's such a bad guy dog there's a reason there's a 20 minute cool down period in between the end of the game and the media you shouldn't be running up to him and scaring him like his fucking scream out there on Monday Night Football and to be completely honest with you, I can't believe, I can't fucking believe, look, Devontae's wrong for putting his hands on the guy. He shouldn't have done it. He apologized. But this guy's a bitch for fucking straight going to the, I'm going to sue you route. It's not surprising at all. It's not surprising at all. And anybody out there is like, well, I guess you're an idiot for not suing your friend. I'm an idiot? Or maybe I have character. Just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Keep that in fucking mind. Not, not only that, yeah, Matt, as, as a guy of character, we know you're a guy, man of character. How about, I'm just not a bitch-made cat. I'm I not don't need to sue you every boy. time something bad happens. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I'm not going to sue my boy. Man, my boy, one of my best friends, uh, Spree, is at my house every Sunday. We watch games and shit. And uh, his two sisters, uh, no shit. We've always been to their house for New Year's and shit. Got some money, married to a producer. Uh, one of them used to be with a... Uh, NBA star, a uh, couple of things. Doing well, living out here. These motherfuckers. So apparently last Christmas, one of them, they were at each other's house, and one sister was at the other's, and they were drinking, loaded. She came off the bar top, sat down, got up, moved, snaps her ankle, breaks it. Ugh. Drunk, oh. fucking around, came off the rock or whatever, fell, breaks her ankle. Dog, they haven't spoke since. She filed a lawsuit versus her own sister. And and and, and Spree and the family, our age family, are like, you fucking joking me? Th these are younger girls. And we're like, this is a generational thing, dog. It is, bro. So Everybody, people are so hey, sue happy. You. People are so sue happy, bro. I can't tell you how many people I've had in my business alone that, that like something happens and like a kid gets hurt or something you can't control. And they're like, we want our money back. I'm going to fucking sue you. And I'm like, sue me, dog. Sue me. Fucking sue me. Let's go. Like, you understand how fucking tenuous the fucking legal process is? Like, you really want to go down this fucking road? I will make everything so difficult just on principle, just to be a dick. Like, if you're going to go down that road and you're going to put me in a corner. So if I'm Devontae Adams. Like, I might just, because he's so loaded anyway, he might just want to settle this and get it over with. But at the same time, it, it might be fun to go fight it and, like, get this guy in court and have him walk up there with a neck brace and shit and, like, act like he's fucking hurt and he's emotionally distraught and hear this fucking coward sheep 
sit up there and go, oh, Devontae touched me and now my my entire life is ruined because of it. And I need 15 million bucks for emotional distress. And depending on where he's at, they might just fucking hand him the money at this point because, you know, the, this is the world we live in, man. I mean, this is a 100% fact. This is why at the beginning of the show, when you brought up fight camp, I was like, look, if a grown man want to say, do you want to fight? Yes, but we have to do like the Dave Chappelle skit back in the day where it was the sex contract. I need a fight contract. Like if you want to say you want to fight or there's anything that physical is going to happen, let's put this on paper on so I don't go to jail after I kill you. Uh, It's just like like hooking up these days, bro. Like I got to have paperwork to go get some ass. (laughs) I I would would absolutely like, man, I'm not. I can't say too many names, but I've been hanging, I've been hanging out with Ray Lewis, Eddie George, hanging out, smoking a cigar, and, and we were talking about this exact thing. Like, hey, dog, you come in my hotel room, your phone goes in our safe, you sign this fucking NAA. Like, that's just what it is. Like, we're, they're, is? we're talking about themselves, they're talking about other 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 people in the, in the in the industry. But, like, dog, you sign this NDA, you put your phone in the fucking safe. Like, that's that's what it's become now, dog. It's fucking crazy. Like it's we're nuts. Micro, we're micromanaging pussy. Yeah, it's like, like it's it's hey, check what? the boxes on what I can and can't do. And like, then halfway through it, right in the middle, when I forget, I'm gonna have to go check the contract real quick to make sure I can stick the old check the oil if I want to. You know, just in the and, middle of it. And, and mandatory in my contract, you have to <laughs> suck my dick from the back. From the fucking back. <laughs> Um, How about you? I got so much to dis- uh, discuss here. We got Matt Rule getting fired, obviously. We talked about him possibly going to Colorado. I don't know. They owe him $40 million on a buyout. Does he? Is he another guy that sits out and can't coach because he has to get the money first like Urban and a couple guys had to go I mean, through? If he, leave, if he goes gets another job, does Carolina still have to pay him? Right. They still that, do, right? Yeah, but I think they can go to the to the media, though, and still be paid. Remember? That's what they were scheming. So if, I was, if I was Matt Rule, I would jump at the – look, as a Colorado alum, I was up there yesterday shadowing the team. How'd that go, the, by the way? It was fucking dope. It was awesome. Um, I, I hope they heard me. I think Saturday's a huge opportunity for this team. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But if I'm Matt Rule, I'm either jumping at the best college job that's presented to me, which may be Auburn. You know, it might not be. We'll see. Um We'll see what else opens up at the end of the year. Florida State might open up jobs like that. Or, or like you said, I just go to the media for a year or two and just fucking sit there and talk football and get paid and then just kind of pick which college job I want. Because like we said, he's a bona fide program builder. This is what he does. So if you're a program that's struggling and you have NIL capability and transfer portal capability, Matt Rule has got to be number one on your list. So he, he's got to be number one in Boulder. I'd imagine he's the most coveted college coach out right now other than Urban. But Urban is a fucking scumbag and really shady and kind of, I, I don't know if I necessarily want him as a head coach, but at the same time, all he does is win wherever he goes. You just have to deal with the fucking disaster he leaves after he leaves or after he wins. Um but, yeah, I, I think Rule has a lot of potential, and, and I guess we'll see where he goes. But at the same time, you're giving him $40 million not to work. I mean, I, I wouldn't work. I'd just chill and take my $40 fucking million. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I shit. 
I don't know if you do it. I don't know if you, you kind of just chill out. And so he might be taken off the off the top. Now, let me ask you this. This once you're in that circle, man, you're almost in that circle for a long, long time, if not forever. Frank Reich's on the hot seat. Ron yeah. Rivera. Ron Rivera's on the hot seat. Yep. Now, Dan Campbell, because he won't fire his DC, I believe, is on the hot seat. One and four got shellacked against New England. Who's Mike Tomlin's on the hot seat, dog? Can you believe that? Who? Mike Tomlin. What about Lovey Smith? How is he on the hot seat? He's year one, and you guys brought him into this shitty ass organization. Yeah. You expect him to win? Then you're fucked. Then something fucked up up top. Oh, Houston's a disaster. Whoever the head coach is in Houston, the minute you get hired you're about to get fired. Like, that's the way it works in Houston. So you can get hired, but that doesn't mean you're going to be there for very long. You're immediately on the hot. That shit's warm before you even sit down. It's like sitting down on a seat where the other dude was just sitting there farting the whole time, and you sit down, and you're like, what the fuck? Why is this fucking chair so hot? It's because he's been shitting on it for an hour and a half. Well, that's pretty much what Houston's head coach seat is. It's just a bunch of people that have been sitting down there in Houston taking a shit for fucking 15 years. And now he's the new guy holding the throne down until the next guy comes to take a huge dump. So, look, the hot seat in the NFL is real. I can't believe Mike Tomlin's in the position he's in now. He's been there forever. Think about this, too. Since 1968, the Steelers have had Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. I know. What the fuck? That's nuts, dude. That's why I don't know if they fire him because that they won't fire him. Yeah, they won't fire him. I, that that organization is uh, just so loyal with that Rooney hole going back to the Rooney. And they shouldn't fire him. They should let him build his team and struggle with the rookie. And uh, like uh, Matt, it, that's the conversation leading in the segue to this thing. But but will they because of the instant gratification world we're in with social media, people suing motherfuckers are getting pushed on a football field, dudes running around with a fucking uh, gender reveal or a, or, or a fucking uh, – a dog fucking, uh, you know, deal. Bobby Wagner tackles him. He's suing. Like, is it the world we're in where you're like, all right, we have to win now. Social media told us to win now because analytics also says that my dumbass head coach also has to go for it on fourth and is minus 20 now. So are we in the world that we got to fire you, Mike? Sorry. Twitter yeah. said, Twitter told Unfortunately. us. We are in this super pressure-filled world where some, somehow, some way, and I don't know how this happened and how it happened so fast, and maybe it was a slow overtake. I'm not really sure. But fans, like, I love the fans. Without the fans, there's no show. There's no game. There's no nothing. The fans set the tone. I get it. At the same time, though, I've never seen an environment or an atmosphere or an era, better yet, where the fans have more say and more pull than they do now. Like, and the, the, unfortunately, social media is super fucking negative too. So very rarely do you ever hear people saying good shit. Most of the time it's like, you know, fucking scorched earth, nuke everything and move on to the next guy just to scorch earth and nuke everything there. So people are quick, are quick to quit. They're quick to, you know, give up. They're quick to move on to the next one. Like it's the grass is going to be greener all the time. The grass is green where the dogs are shitting. That's for damn sure. Um, not necessarily just where you look the other side, you know, there's definitely some fertilization going on over there. So in Pittsburgh and look, if any, any of these franchises that are thinking about firing their coach. Okay. If you're like, say you're Detroit, you want to fire Dan Campbell. 
that that's a Detroit move. They they would they would fucking look at a team that's improving and say instead of like forcing him to fire his defensive coordinator, which they may have to do, which I doubt he does because he's so loyal, or making them make changes or just contributing more assets to the defense in the offseason. Because to say that the Lions haven't gotten better and, and aren't buying into Dan Campbell is just remedial. Like, that that's, that's not true. They are way fucking better than they have been. They are playing their balls off. And they, yes, they are bad on defense, really bad. That said... He Dan Campbell was given this like inherited a disaster, and he's got them playing their balls off and like believing that they can win every game. That's what coaching is. That's what you're looking for. That the the old adage of right when you get a job at a place that's struggling, you're going to lose big, and you're going to keep working to lose small, and then all of a sudden you're going to start winning small. And then if everybody keeps buying in, it's eventually you're going to be winning big. And that's the process, and it takes a long time. So the Tomlin situation and the Campbell situation are so much different. Campbell just got there. Tomlin's been to multiple Super Bowls and has rings. And, like, you know, I just don't see Pittsburgh doing the rash, brash thing of, like, agreeing with a bunch of fucking Pittsburgh fans. Like, get him the fuck out of here. Okay, if we get him out of here. Who's going to come in and just be the miracle worker that's just going to turn shit around in a week? Like, let's stick with the guy that's been doing this forever and let him see if he can turn Kenny Pickett into the same thing he did with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I don't I don't know what these people think, man. They think the world is – is we're so in, instant gratification uh, seeking. Everybody now, kids, transfer portal, I don't like it. Day one, you didn't tell me hello. Uh, you didn't tell me I'm starting – like fucking Latimer on fucking the program, right? He's looking every day to see if he's a starter or not. Like, Dirty defense. Dude, it's like, dog. A seat at the table. Whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't even know what fucking the front is yet. Like, you want to start. I'm and like, I, talk, I talked about this yesterday forever. Uh, when I spoke to the University of Colorado yesterday, I talked to them about, like, do you like football or do you need football? Are you a. I really like football because I'm good at it and I look good in my uniform and I'm really good at it around a bunch of scrubs. And then when you get into an adverse situation, do you still need it? Do you still like it? Because it's hard now and you're not as good as you thought you were. Maybe you're a backup and you got to earn your spot and you've always been a starter. And do you still like it? Because that's when you need it the most. When your back's against the wall and you have to question yourself and other people are questioning you and there's expectations and they're saying, yeah, you're pretty good, but you can be so much better. Are you going to climb the ladder and walk the bridge? And a lot of guys crumble with that kind of pressure. And the real real motherfuckers will look at it and go, you're goddamn right. That's who I am. I can't wait to go. And that that takes – the thing is there's no quick fix to this. The process – and I know this is cliche. The process is the fucking prize. All the adversity and shit yeah. you have to eat. Whether you're first, the first pick in the draft or an undrafted grunt, just the ability to get out of bed every day and go to fucking work in college and in the NFL, high school as well. The kids I had in here at 5 a.m. this morning doing film work, they're putting in foundational pieces to be successful later in the game so they don't have to like be convinced to get up early and go work out. I don't have to tickle your balls every time you have to go lift. I don't have to convince. The thing is with like all these elite athletes these days, they need constant fucking affirmation from the outside world that they're worth the shit. 
And I, I'm of the mindset that, like, if I have to convince you that you're good, you ain't shit. Like, I don't have a big ego. I'm super confident in myself. I know that I can fucking play. I know that I'm a good coach. I know my business is elite. I know I spit fire on the fucking radio. And if that makes me egotistical and it intimidates you, you're intimidated. I'm not intimidating. You're scared. I'm not scary. You're stupid. It's not, it's not my fault that you don't take advantage of the information age we live in. So... It's again, it's this dichotomy now in the United States and really all over the world where we as a society are sinking to adapt, have everyone say like, look, the the lowest person on the totem pole here that can't get their shit together and can't figure it out, rather than telling them to excel and reach for the top like everybody else and figure it out and work. Now we've reversed that where that's the way it used to be. And now it's flipped. So now everyone's like, oh, well, he can't or she can't keep up or we or they or whoever you want to identify yourself. They can't keep up. So we're going to make everyone else, including the elite people, slow down to make sure these people can keep up. And I'm a huge believer in Darwinism. If you can't keep up, the wolf in the back is going to eat you, motherfucker. So you better get fast real quick. And, you know, it's it's. I know it's kind of ruthless, but God damn it. That's the way the world is. Like the world is a fucking bear. You better get ready for it. Yeah. I, nah, p- people thought I used to, you're criticizing everyone. No, nah, it's actually correction is not criticism. Coaching. <laughs> uh, so look, um, <laughs> let me ask you this though. I got to go back to the NFL thing and Dan Campbell because you played in it. I got a cup of tea in it. I know the, the kids that are playing in it, and we've sent guys to it. We know the whole dynamic. Yep. You can't, in my opinion, this is where I'm going to play. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against what you're saying. They are better. I do. I did like Hard Knocks, and I like the staff he put together. I think it's a great staff for the current player in today's world, right? Okay. But that also doesn't result in wins because you have to also know how to coach at some point. Now, you and I know, maybe you'll disagree. I think you will agree on this, though. You can't be the head coach and the figurehead and get up there and be yoked out, swole, ex-NFL guy, and motherfuck me today. And then tomorrow, cry in front of us. Unless you have that rapport, those guys are running through a wall for you, and... You've won some games after getting drugged through the mud. That is the critical element missing here. They have yet to win games, and I don't think you can cry and yell unless you've got that rapport and you've won some games. I think they're looking to him and saying, you know what, dog? I don't know if we're buying in no more. We make millions of dollars. This ain't Pop Warner. This isn't an emotional deal anymore. I like you. You're cool, but we're shitty. And now we're not buying in. I think that is where De- Detroit is right now. And I just don't know. Do you see Belichick up there yelling and crying? Do you see <laughs> no. Andy Reid? You don't see that shit. And I know guys on that team, they don't do that. And you know, as I know. It, it, gets, look, it gets played out. Look, the emotional shit played gets played out. out. Right. The, the players that do it over and over again, shit gets played out. I mean, Russell Wilson is on the same scale he's not on the like the intensity scale Campbell's on but it's still that same like 
kind of corny, same narrative all the time, repeating yourself, you know, the fucking standing on the 50 and rotating, like everyone looking, it's like some Tebow shit. And it's annoying. And I, I do agree with you on that front. Um, I think Dan Campbell's genuine. I think that his guys like him, but this isn't college. And the emotional shit only plays for so long in the NFL. You can use it a little bit. You can't use it every day. At some point, you've got to go fucking win games. And, you know, everybody's got to be held to the same standard, which I'm hoping that Campbell can look at the situation he's in right now, regardless of his friendship with Aaron Glenn, who's a great player, ex-Jet, did his, did his thing in the NFL. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. But hey, they told me, can wrong. you shut off your TV before we get copyrighted because fucking ESPN showing? God damn. How fucking dumb is this? Where's oh, your shit. TV? I didn't even know my TV was on. I know. I'll have to fucking submit a goddamn. My bad. I'll have so, to sue YouTube now. All right, so go ahead. The, the thing with Dan Campbell is if he can look at Aaron Glenn and say, okay, I'm going to approach this like a player, like I'm the GM and he's a player and he's underperforming. Yeah. And I love him, and he's my guy, but it's just that time where he's not performing, and I got to make a change for the betterment of the team. Man, right that's now, what leaders do anyway. Well, the loyalty aspect is loyalty is awesome until loyalty gets you killed. And loyalty is that, like Dan Campbell's so loyal that it's going to get him killed in this regard, and he's going to get the ax because of it. When he should, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but he should kind of scapegoat Aaron Glenn on this and fire him and promote somebody else to the defensive side of the ball and see if they can change some things up so it saves Campbell's job so they can continue to grow this and move forward. But, but Matt, I, let me ask you this. We've been in this situation. I've had these situations. Yeah, it's I've a tough fucking say, situation. Hey, Matt, dog, listen, I got to let you go right here to keep this gig. But, look, I'm going to be fired anyway. I'll hire you at the next gig. So you're my boy, but you know we got to play this game right now. And JB, it's I know the business I'll, part I'll, of it, dog. And Sark does it a lot. Sark, Sark will make a call for one of his boys that he has to fire to get a job somewhere else before he even fires him. So and, and that's what good coaches do, it? brother. Huh? And, and look, you know it's all about relationships in this business. And I, I, I'm a huge believer in this. The only way I'm going to take it personal is if you fucking lie to me. So just tell me the truth. If That's I'm getting happening. fired or cut, I'm getting fired or cut. It's what it is. There's other jobs, and I believe in myself as a coach or a player, and we'll figure it out. It's all good. Thank you for being honest. Um, at the same time, you know, there's no competitor out there that wants to get cut or fired, so it just stokes the fire and gets the people moving in the right direction there, hopefully. Uh, these days, though, like you, like we've been saying all morning in the soft motherfucking society we live in, where like soccer moms are dictating football rules these days and shit. It's it's feelings ball a lot of the time, even in high school, college, and the NFL, where like people's feelings are more important than the fucking outcome. And I don't agree with that. Fuck your feelings. Like I'm trying to win. I, I could give a shit about your feelings right now. Like if good, bad, or indifferent, you're happy, you're sad, whatever. It's an emotion. It's fleeting and it can change in a heartbeat. So you know, let's not be fucking bipolar here as a coaching staff. Let's stay consistent and not let feelings uh, dictate how we operate. So, look, the the Detroit situation is tricky uh, because they've been so bad for so long. And eventually the, the people in Detroit are just going to turn and be like, well, fuck, this is just like every other time. When I think it feels different, 
Um, but that said, they do have a culture of just losing and being shit. So it's yeah, it's bad. really hard to change culture like that, bro. When you've been that bad for that I long, I don't think Detroit can. Uh, I, I just doesn't. It doesn't matter who they have. By the way, the last guy they had that was successful is fucking Caldwell, and they fired him. And yeah, well, I, that's amazing to me that he went back to back winning seasons and made the playoffs. And who they fired him for? Matt Patricia. Yes. Like what? Come on, uh, owners. Come on, four family. Belichick's guys, and they're fucking awful. So, I don't know. Uh, Deshaun Watson's allowed back in the Browns facility. Can't practice until the 14th. <laughs> Can't play until December 4th. You can get a massage, though. Uh, I mean, doesn't that, like, give you a so bad, like... What like, happens when he says, I, can I get a massage after practice? I don't think he'll ever say that again, will he? I mean, fuck, he's still playing football. You know he's, he's a massage addict. What is he going to say when he walks into the training room and he's like, yo, Doc, hey, uh, my groin on the right side really deep in there is hurt. Can you get somebody to come rub this out? You think maybe that's going to go over well in the turds locker room? No, that's going to be bad. So Deshaun Watson, no more massages for you, fucking weirdo. I, I don't know, dog. Like, I don't understand. But I, my thing is, like, in the locker room itself, you're around there for two months without playing. You already got this big bag, and everyone's looking at you as you fucked us. I like Jacoby Brissett. This motherfucker's available. He's a dude. He's we like him. We're riding Plays with hard. him. Do you look at this motherfucker weird? And then you start seeing other tendencies in the locker room for two months before he even plays it down for you. And you're like, you know what, dog? We're not fucking feeling this dude. And you're just implode when you put him back in the game. Well, I, I look at it too like this is at some point. And I know guys think like this in the league. It's not just about winning and, and money, okay? There's a moral part of this. And if I'm on Cleveland's team, I'm going to do my fucking job. And I'm going to be a professional. But this guy's not my fucking buddy. I do not want to go to fucking dinner with him. I ain't going to his motherfucking house. We're not going out afterwards. I don't ever want to be seen with him off the field, ever. I don't want any relationship with you off the field whatsoever. I do not want my brand and my name tied into your shady bullshit in any way, shape, or form. That's going to fuck up my future when you're already fucking up yours. And, you know, I just think, like, Deshaun Watson it thinks he's Teflon, and he's not, bro. You're a sponge, and you're just soaking up all this fucking negativity and nasty shit, and you can't go and then ring it out on your teammates just because you think you're a better quarterback than Brissett, and he is. No one's saying he's not. If Deshaun, I want Deshaun Watson to walk in and fall flat on his fucking face and be terrible. Like I, I hope that Cleveland, when they do start him, even though they're a really good team and they got some dudes, I hope they don't win a game for the rest of their fucking existence, to be honest with you. I, hear I mean, this, this is the kind of shit that. where I, I think Deshaun Watson should be eradicated from the game. Like, this motherfucker is a cancer. No, I agree with you on that. Um, let me break down the uh, – I want to get to – My a, back's a, tight. Can you? Can I get a massage, dog? No? I mean, yeah. fuck. I don't know, dog. It's going to be weird. We got to put an iron clad around your whole fucking groin area. <laughs> we got to duct tape this motherfucker to the table and put a chastity belt on him just to get a massage done after practice. <laughs> All right, let's transition into <laughs> quarterback. Quarterback play. All right, here we go. We're going to talk to an O-line D lineman about quarterback play and and get get a get a get a get a uh, uh, a real talk banter here so everybody fucking can stop getting off my fucking head about you're a hater. All right, so we're disagreeing with each other. That's what we're fucking supposed to do on shows. Yeah, no shit. 
I like it. Like, it turns me on. I want to disagree with people. Like, fuck. Everybody, so, let's just uh, sit around and agree with each other the whole time, and it'll be a really yeah. good jerk-off fest. Hey, by the way, CB, or NBC, I was just on NBC, and the motherfuckers were like, really? So you're telling me? And I'm like, yeah, I am telling you. I said, you anointed Patrick Mahomes way too early. No way. You're the only guy that thinks that. Good. Uh, he's fucking horrible to me. He throws seven. Oh, what? Oh my god. Okay, let me let me not say horrible, but oh, he's the fucking he's a dude, bro. Come on. All right, here here's here's the transition. Let's talk about who are the next five QBs to get this proverbial bag. Because next year it's gonna happen. So here we go. All right. We got Russell Wilson just got his. Dak yep. Prescott just got his. Stafford just got his, but he's up again. Uh, Kyler Murray just got his. So let me just go through the guys that did, just got their money. Kirk Cousins just got paid a couple years ago, but he's going to be on the rebound. Uh, okay, he's gone. Burrow is going to be up after his rookie deal. So Burrow's going to be the next big bad guy. So write that guy down right there. Joe Burrow. So we got Lamar and Joe. Who else? So you got Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow. You got Burrow. You got... Justin Herbert. Did Herbert re-up yet, or is he up soon? I don't believe he's up yet. So he's – I'm going to put him on there. Um, now, now we're getting into some tricky times here. You got Jalen Hurts. Hurts, good call. Daniel Jones. Shit. <laughs> Daniel Jones is up this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, now, this is the tricky part. You're going to have guys like Derek Carr still out there who's going to get, in my opinion, going to get traded. You're going to get, you got Ryan Tannehill. Carr, Kirk. Yep. Tannehill. Josh Allen just got paid. He's out. Um, that one's out. Yep. So Rodgers and Brady already, Rodgers and Brady just got, Brady just got, uh, Rodgers got paid. So he's going to be out. Um, you got Tua. You got Tua, which is an interesting deal. So, two is up. Um, so, out of those guys. And then Justin Fields next year will be year three. It'll be after his deal. Um, so, we'll put him on the list. We'll put him on the list to discuss it. All right. Out of those names, just just feed them back to me now. Who do, right. JB, do you pay this guy the max? That is the fucking poll question for these guys. All right. So, max contract. Let's just go through it. Lamar Jackson, yes or no? Because <laughs> we're I gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go JB and me. I, I, I say your, yes. Hey, hold on though. I saw your TikTok where we we're talking about Lamar Jackson and and all the comments. This is why they get likes because they all said that they'll take Jimmy G over fucking Lamar. They don't know anything about the context <laughs> yeah, we're I talking. Know. They just want to fucking comment, dog. It's know, like it's awesome. shit. Um, but anyway. Lamar Jackson, no, I don't pay him that money because he's going to be a he's going to be a well. They're going to franchise tag him, Matt. They're going to franchise tag him, That's or true. he's going to be able to be ask say I'm I'm a one out, I want out, I'm out. And let me ask you, Zach. Let me let me ask you, Matt. Let me go around this thing. I'm looking at Zach Wilson deal. You might want to put him on there too. Yeah, so I'll put Wilson on there. All right, so 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 I want to ask you, Matt. Let's go around the let's go around the NFL. Yep. And let's say I got okay, the next one. So you Lamar said no Jackson. on Lamar, Here we right? go, Lamar Jackson. You got out. We're letting you out, Lamar. We're not paying you. We won't franchise tag you. Oh, Here we go. Be, he, Here's the first call, Here's the first call. 
Mike Tomlin. Hey, Mike, sure. how you doing, yep. man? What's going on? Are you interested in, in, in Lamar Jackson? Mike Tomlin's sitting there like, okay, am I going to do what John Harbaugh does? Am I going to do what John Harbaugh No, but listen to me out, though. As a coach now, Matt, you got to go into coach and, and not a fan. Do I go into changing my offense and going down to getting more 12 personnel, 32 yes. personnel, play action, RPO, triple option, and, and know that I can't get Claypool to re-sign with me? Or yes. I say, nah, we're good. I got to go get me a traditional NFL guy like Roethlisberger who won me two Super Bowls. Yeah, so well, I- look, 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 look. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're right, though, either. I'll, Claypool can kick rocks. They just drafted Pickens. I can find a receiver in the draft. Um, if I'm Pittsburgh and Lamar Jackson's out there and I got a chance to steal it from my rival, steal the best player from my rival and put him on my team and potentially grow around him and, and give us chance, a chance to win some games, then fuck yeah, I'm doing that shit 100%. All right, All right let's move around. All, All right. right, Joe Burrow. I'm going to say, no, 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 no. Let's stay on Lamar here. Oh, okay. I all right. I'm gonna say just mark it down as a one and one. We're playing. We're playing fucking spades here. You want a Got book? It. I want a book. I said no for for the Steelers. I say Tomlin says no. You said he said yes. Yep. All right. Let's go up and call Pete Carroll. Hey, Coach Gino's having a great year, but I know you have DJ and you got these big time wideouts. And, and is Lamar uh, someone of interest for you to stick around and continue to coach in the NFL? Or are you gonna yeah. retire, Pete, and go back to fucking USC? No, nah, we're good. I'm going to probably end up getting out of this thing. Um, we got too much draft capital. I don't know if we can we can go get Lamar. I'm going to say Pete said no to Lamar. No. I'm going to say Pete he said would no. run with Geno Smith? He wants to run the ball anyway. He would take Lamar Jackson in a fucking heartbeat. So you're going to lose DJ and fucking what's his name? He's not gonna, they're not going to lose DJ and Lockett. They're just going to fold them in. They just signed DJ. How are you going to get him the ball? What fuck, man? If Geno Smith can get on the ball, Lamar Jackson can. Give me a break. No, he can't. Geno yes, Smith he can. Passer, way better. Look, he, Geno Smith is not a way better passer than Lamar Jackson. He's he may a, be me, a more technically sound thrower of the football. You understand? You, what you're you telling me right now, seriously, in all seriousness, that you would take Geno Smith over Lamar Jackson today to start a franchise on that team on yes. Seattle. Because of what their dynamic is. You got to understand. You just said it, Matt. You just said it. Fuck. Listen, listen what you said, though. You said he is a – he said he's not much of a better passer. Did you hear what you said at the end? Passer. Yeah, Gino but is he's a not a better quarterback or player. Hold on, though. Gino's a passer. Lamar is a thrower. There is a fucking huge difference at quarterback. Yeah. Lamar's a much better player, though, and just football player in general than Geno Smith. Yeah, but are we putting a running back and quarterback and saying, fuck it? Oh, are we come on. We're not going to go down that road with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a – he's gotten nothing but better since he got into the league. I understand that he gets nitpicked. But to say that, like, Seattle wouldn't rather have – if Seattle, he goes to Seattle, Seattle is a playoff team. Period. That's what Lamar does. He puts I, you in the playoffs. I agree with Lamar being better every year. I think Lamar's gotten worse every year. Right, well, well, this is why this is why I love doing a show with you. Hey, this is this is what I'm. This is what I mean, though. Let, let's break it down yeah. in, in, in layman's terms for the novice fan. Yeah. 
All right. Justin Hurts went out to California, got with Jordan Palmer and his platform, his base, right. his delivery, his everything mechanically has got literally better. gotten better from year one to year two. Tremendous Agreed. upgrade. Lamar Jackson, platform wise, his elbow has even gotten worse over the last three years. His feet have gotten worse. And we're still saying we expect him to earn $250 million. He hasn't well, gotten any better. He, he's he getting, the, he's getting the bag regardless. So let, let me ask you this. if he So say he goes to a system that doesn't just build around what he does well, but it kind of forces him to do what he does well, but also develop into a passer, and he's got a quarterback guru. Who's his quarterback coach in Baltimore? Do you know? Yeah, dude, it's not even a quarterback guy. You know, who the, uh, let me break this down. Is it still I, Greg Roman? No, I've literally reached out to guys because I have two good friends on that staff, and I told one of them, guess who the guess who the receiver coach is? So, so this is asking. how you know. know. Receiver coach is a guy named fucking T. Martin. Okay, yeah, T. Martin played quarterback Tennessee back in the day. I know you're talking All right, about that. You, yeah. you just said yeah. it. What did he play? Who's, who's the quarterback coach? Exactly. Why are we? Why is our quarterback wideout coach, and why is our fucking tight end wideout coach the, the quarterback? quarterback coach? So th this is my point. If he goes somewhere that specifically focuses on, like the who who in your opinion, being a quarterback guru and a quarterback coach, and I respect your opinion on quarterbacks maybe more than anybody. Okay, appreciate that. If you if you could take Lamar and just erase all the, you know, the, the Baltimore bullshit, right? And what he does there, because yes, he does it well. And yes, they're competitive. But I also think that he is, the longer he stays in that system, the more it's, the harder it's going to be for him to break out of that shell, right? So who's the best developer of talent at the quarterback position in the National Football League? What team and or coach is the best at developing that talent? Andy Reid's number one. Bruce Arian would have been one uh, A. He's gone okay. out of the league now. Um, I would say uh, it would have been. I would have said Jim Harbaugh would have been in there for what he did with Kaepernick when he was playing, taking that guy to a Super Bowl. You have to fucking give much kudos to him. Um, other than that, um, there's not a lot of good ones right now. Uh, Rip Sure is no longer in the league. I don't believe. I think you know who Rip is. He was with Colorado for a while. He's UCLA. I think he's at UCLA now. He's like a fucking tight ends coach. Um, and he might be back at QB coach. I would not be surprised after what Robinson uh, is doing this year at UCLA. I would not be surprised at all if Rip Sure is back at coaching the Qs at UCLA. But I don't know any quarterback coaches in the NFL that are actually doing a great job because quarterback plays at an all-time fucking low. So if if Lamar just somehow was ever in Andy Reid's meeting room, do you think that the great Andy Reid could get Lamar to change some of the faults that he has as a player and get him back. I mean, because Andy's Andy's dealt with some of the most athletic fucking good quarterbacks that have ever played in McNabb and Mahomes and Alex Smith and guys that can move and they can also throw. So he did a great job with Donovan. He does an unbelievable job with Pat. He did a good job with Alex Smith. I think that that Andy Reid could get the absolute most out of Lamar Jackson. I, I disagree that Lamar doesn't have the talent to do this. I think that fucking kid can play. And he's getting his bag, period. And I would absolutely sign him. And if Baltimore wants to put their franchise back, 
10 fucking years, they can like, you know, uh, they can not, they can not fucking resign him because that's not going to go over well. <laughs> well, all right, let me, I was trying to show some fucking film. I don't know what the fuck's happening with my film. Um, yeah, okay. I'm going so, to get to So it. let me go to the next guy. How about Joe Burrow? Are you extending well, Joe Burrow? Yeah, but I was still I want to I want to break this thing down because fuck. Anyway, um I got to get my shit fixed. So, this is my point though. If I if we're going around the league and and we're really talking Lamar and I hate to just stay on Lamar, but the bottom line is everyone wants to talk about Lamar. That's what everyone's going to talk about. What team with a quarterback opening or we know that needs a quarterback going into this offseason? is a fit for Lamar Jackson. And to answer your question, I don't think Andy Reid could get him right because nowadays we have these personal fucking trainers out here in the offseason that are absolute fucking shitbird slapdicks who know nothing. And Does he even work with anybody? Do you know? Make an IG story about coaching us when Lamar Jackson literally got worse mechanically in the last four years. Does, so, he, does he work with anybody in the offseason? Do you even well, know? Some fucking slapdick because he ain't gotten them better. So... Maybe you should go see Jordan. Maybe you should go see you. Maybe you should go see look, one dog, of these guys. I've, hit up, I've hit up T. Martin. I've hit up some other buddies of mine on that staff. And I said, look, dog, get me with Lamar. And we reached out to Lamar. And it is what it is. I I, I don't expect him to say, all right, I'm going to come back. But go see Jordan Palmer at least. If you think that, that that's your fucking deal, go see him at least. Well, it's, it's one of the things I always say to all the guys I work with or don't work with. Like, for I'll use Garrett Bowles as an example. When Garrett started in Denver, you know, I was working with a bunch of the Broncos at that time and they brought him in and, you know, we didn't end up working together, but I told him like, look, it doesn't matter if you work with me or you work with LaCharles Bentley or you go work with Willie Anderson or you work with extra with coach Munchak, it doesn't matter, but you got to find somebody that's going to fucking help you because, you know, there's the NFL means not for long, dog. And if you don't figure this out, they're going to run your ass out of the league. And he, look, he, he improved a ton and has gotten so much better since he got into the NFL. But that applies to everybody. It applies to every position, especially the quarterback position. Like, you should find somebody that can help you in the offseason that really, this is the other thing I want to really get across to everyone here. There's a huge fucking difference between hiring a coach that's going to hold you accountable and hiring a fucking buddy that you're just putting on payroll to go out and have you do push-ups and run routes and, like, not be on your ass about the little things and not hold you accountable and not have expectations. That's enabling in the offseason. That's not improving. So, as you know, and, and I know, both of us know this better than maybe anyone, everybody's got a fucking entourage these days. Everyone's got somebody that's, like, their boy that probably doesn't have their best interests in mind or like still thinks they're living in high school or after that Louisville or some shit. So they're not looking at it the way that they should be. Like there's, I, I was watching Elway to Marino, the 30 for 30 documentary. And I, I love those shows. And Marino was like, look, Pittsburgh had a chance to draft him in that 83 draft. And he was like, I would have loved to gone to the Steelers, but being from Pittsburgh, it was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me to leave and be around people I didn't know in an environment that I had to adapt to and learn and meet new people. And my career ended in Denver, in my hometown, and I love it here, and it's awesome, but I agree with him wholeheartedly. Like, sometimes being at home and being around the people you grew up with is not the best fit for you maximizing who you are. So, 
Lamar, Joe Burrow, all these young guys, Herbert, Hurts, Danny Jones, Carr, well, not Carr and Kirk, Tua, they've got, they're coming up for second contracts and shit, and they're big deals, and there's a ton of pressure associated with it, as it should be. You're the quarterback. I really hope that everybody's got somebody in their corner that they're employing that will tell them what they don't want to fucking hear. Because that person is the one that really gives a shit. The the yeah. fact that, like, even we'll use your and I's relationship here on the show. If we got pissed off at each other every single time we disagreed with each other, we shouldn't be working together, right? That's not give and take. That's not respecting each other's opinion. That's some ego-driven bullshit. And ego's not just a male trait. Ego's a huge female trait, too. There's a lot of females out there that have big-time ego problems and can't be criticized and can't have conversations that are like that are uncomfortable. Sometimes uncomfortable conversations are the ones you need to have to grow. So if you're never going to be able to be told the truth because you can't handle it and there's nobody in the in your corner that will help you grow uh, because they have to tell you something that's hard and you don't want to hear, then you're just uh, surrounded by people that are enabling you. And ask, ask, man. ask any fucking major athlete throughout history almost to a T, every one of them will say, when I was young, I really wish I would have gotten rid of all these fucking leeches that enabled me all the time. Go ask Mike Tyson about enablers and see if, what he has to say. No, so, I see him every day. I wish I had a coach like you. I 100%. wish I had a coach like you. Every day. Exactly. I, I wish I had a coach like you, coach, yeah. growing up. Like, I, hear it, I hear it every day as well. And look, everybody out there that says that, I'm going to repeat, this is the information age. Ignorance is a fucking choice. If you want to be stupid, you they will allow you out here in the community and the world to be the dumbest motherfucker that's ever lived. But if you want to be a, if you want to be informed and educated and you want the bag and you want to do things your way, you can. You don't need permission to do things the way you want to do them. At the same time, though, if I can give any advice to every athlete, businessman, father, mother, everybody, find somebody in your life that will tell you hard truth that you can fucking resist the urge to get mad at because they're telling you something you don't want to hear. And I guarantee you that person will help you grow because the one that loves you the most and cares about you the most is the one that's going to tell you the shit you don't want to fucking hear that everybody else can see they're just too cowardly to say anything to you to get you to and get you to help you change. So no I really truly no believe doubt. in that wholeheartedly as um, a man. I don't hear dropping so. truth bombs on everybody. Uh, make sure you subscribe, become a member today. Follow Matt on all social media platforms. Um, we're gonna let me let me ask you this, Lamar Jackson. I have a team for him, and I'm gonna get to it at the very end. But I want to like this teams that are gonna open up. What quarterback? What team has a quarterback opening after this season? All right. Here's my obvious choices. And, and, and you can write these down for me, and then we'll go through them. Mm -hmm. I believe the commanders are going to have a quarterback opening. <clears throat> I believe Carolina Panthers are going to have a quarterback opening. Yep. I believe the Saints are going to have a quarterback opening. That's a, that would be a great fit for Lamar, bro. I believe the Steelers are going to have a quarterback opening. And so would that. I believe the Texans, after they lose again, even though I like Mills as a young kid, they're just not going to go with it. I think the Texans are going to have an opening. 
Okay. I believe the Falcons, even though I don't believe the rookie Riddler or whatever is going to be the guy, I think Mariota's done. I think the Falcons will have an opening. I believe the Colts will have an opening because they will not suffice with Matt Ryan for another year. He's just no, too- it's it's I, I totally overestimated that one. Me too. Um, and I believe the Raiders are gonna have an opening. Ooh, okay. Now, here's where it gets tricky. On the side, write these teams on the side for you so you we can kind of say, does he fit better here, even though they have a cue? So Here's the teams, in my opinion. You have the Bears, the Giants, Jets, and I don't know because is Zach the franchise? Did he already tag him that or not? I don't know that. No, he's only on his third year. All right, and then you could say the Jets. Um, but here's the team. I want you to write this team down, the Titans. So – here we go. In my opinion, he you have to rebuild your roster to bring in Lamar Jackson. He, you can't be in 10 personnel, four wides all day and expect to have success. And I what, think what about what about New Orleans then? What even with their structure of being able to run with Tyson Hill? Do you think that that could fit Lamar both like having both? Yeah, but but look what they're doing with. I mean, they're 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 not getting their receivers the ball. Michael Thomas is fucking. They got Landry. He's not even getting the ball. I mean, they're. I don't know. I mean, I think you have to get those prima donnas the ball because those prima donnas are the ones setting the market for the wideout spot. And I don't know if they're going to come to your organization with Lamar. That's my yeah. thing. But what you, team? You got a better hit in the draft. Right? Shit. Current roster, Matt. Current roster and construction of the locker room right now. Who gives you the best fit? Now, let's just talk. Ideology, philosophy, coaching style, defensive-minded, run the football. Um, Who's the best fit for Lamar out there? I'll tell you right now, it's the Tennessee Titans. It ain't even close. The Tennessee Titans is the best fit for Lamar Jackson right now based on their head coach, their philosophy, and their current roster construction. If he goes to Tennessee, I could see that being a Baltimore South, and I could see that working the best for Lamar. Now, I don't know if I'm a GM or a head coach, dog, that I'm going to really, really say, listen, let's let's all, let's put all of our fucking bag, let's put everything in this thing and go get Lamar. I just don't think that is the right way in the NFL anymore. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl, dog. I'm just being honest with you. He ain't winning you a Super Bowl, and that is what the goal is in this league. So and- there, there's, I would say there's in my order. If I had to do it, I would say one is the Ravens. Baltimore should just keep him. But if we we're gonna scratch them out, I would go Colts, Titans, Saints, Pittsburgh, and I think the Colts putting him in Indy with that run first offense, Jonathan Taylor. The offensive line is not trying to to support a statue anymore in Rivers. Wentz or Matt Ryan, you put an athlete back there that can actually play the position the way they want to. I don't know if Frank Wright's the future there or not, but their defense is fucking elite. That might be a good fit. But I, I love the Tennessee call. I think that putting him in Tennessee with Derrick Henry and that offense, holy fuck, man! You want right, to talk about? You want to talk about? Nobody's talking about my second team after the Titans, based on their defense. How they get after the run in the pass game and the pass rush, 
Their their secondary is pretty good. They have a legitimate elite running back if they chose to do so. And you got some wideouts now. I don't think you can keep the wideouts that you have, but the Raiders would be my second option only to get him completely out of his comfort zone, get him on the West Coast, see if we can come up with this ideology that we're going to get the Hunter Renfro the ball in space, we're going to get this tight end that's always hurt the ball in space, and then you have Devontae Adams. You have a Jacobs at running back who just had a career night versus the Chiefs who had the number one run defense in football, and now we figured out McDaniel said maybe we should run the fucking football because Derek Carr can't fucking throw the ball consistently. So let's get Lamar Jackson. Why not? So I could see that being a second fit that I don't hear the the regular mainstream media talk about. So I say the Titans and the Raiders are my favorite too. So is it just and they're not going to have to trade for him unless they franchise him, which Baltimore would be smart to do. So if they were to franchise him and then they're like, okay, we're going to franchise you and then search for a trade or try and resign you, whichever one comes first. Just then so you trade him. Tennessee or, or the Raiders, which Adams one would Baltimore want? Yeah, but but the Raiders can say, "Hey, dog, we'll send you Devontae Adams to rate to Baltimore. Oh, Give us Lamar, and we want some picks. We want like seven tight ends." <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't even go to to the Raiders unless I knew that I was going to get Devontae Hunter and Waller and Jacobs. So it Give would us have to be seventeen tight ends. That's what well, you just mean. just trade them, trade them, Carr. And picks in that the the Monroe the Monroe guy who's the backup tight end who's a pretty good player, I think that could work in 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 uh, Vegas and then Tennessee. You give up Tannehill and a couple of picks and fucking you know whoever else they want and put them in Tennessee and Tennessee and Baltimore fucking hate each other anyway. That's a huge rivalry, so that would stoke that goddamn fire quick. Oh, let, me, let me time out the chat, okay? Joe Accord, I like Joe. He came out and said, Raiders are a better fit because they're wideout options. Dog, Lamar Jackson can't throw the fucking ball to him. Why does it matter about wideouts? Oh, I disagree with that. He he can get the ball to everybody. It's just that you just don't like the way he does it. He can't get the ball to everyone because if that was the case, you'd still have Hollywood Brown in Baltimore getting the ball. He wanted the fuck out of there. Because well, Hollywood Brown went to Arizona ball. and he's not getting the ball from Kyler either, so... Oh, no shit. That's uh, what you're wearing for, point. These motherfuckers are horrible. Yeah, so it's pretty bad. Let me, let me break this down, though. Let me get to this point. If 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 he wants to go, if if Lamar goes, all right, I believe Harbaugh gets fired for this reason. You put in all this fucking effort into building this offense, and not only is Lamar your starter, you had RG3 as your backup. He's gone now out the league and He's got like fucking dick pics on Daniel Snyder or something. That's the only reason I see him in the, in the industry, what he's doing right now. And then you got, you got, Huntley, you got McSorley. McSorley's no longer there, but your backups were all Lamar S type of guys who yeah. can come in and execute the same style, right? 32 personnel, play pass, 12 personnel, floater, 11 wing. We're going to run all this different shit, get the ball to RPO, get the ball to the tight end now. Okay. And we'll take some deep shots when we got a fucking loaded box and cover zero, and we'll take a shot over the top to Lamar or to uh, Hollywood Brown, which we know. All true. So that is what you have to have now to do to change that, Matt, and go get you three or four wideouts and a, another NFL style quarterback and another couple running backs. You're fucked. You don't have it. You don't have enough assets to get rid of to go get a normal. NFL roster to go with a 
a traditional quarterback. So what do you do? You fire Harbaugh and the GM, in my opinion, and that's what's going to happen. That's, that's why I think he put all these chips in one bag and Lamar just didn't work out. And that's what's going to end up happening at the end of the day. And Lamar is going to want out of there. And, Matt, I've seen texts, dog. I've seen texts not only from coaches but players. We ain't going over there. We not fucking with Lamar. They love Lamar as a player, but the bag chase is what's it about now, and they can't get the bag when you throw the ball 23 times a game in the NFL. Well, that, the other thing is, Howard, you've got to build a – you got to build around everybody too. And I'm not saying Lamar doesn't elevate everyone the same way that other quarterbacks do, but I am at the same time. Like, I don't think that Lamar Jackson is going to elevate the same way that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are elevating their receivers and their tight ends the same way Mahomes does. I think that everybody, they rely on Lamar to do what he does and he relies on them to do what they do. But if you're going to pay him that amount of money, how much money are you going to have left over to go get players to help him? None. That's I, what I'm saying. I don't think, I don't think you're going to have enough just born talent and then like, you know, drafted talent to just consistently keep re-upping everything. Like look at Rogers and Devontae. Devontae went to the Raiders. His numbers are down. Rogers doesn't have Devontae. His numbers are down. You put those two together and it's like fucking watching poetry, right? It's like watching art. So, oh man, this this situation with Lamar Jackson is so unique also because he doesn't have an agent. So it's the the entire dichotomy of how this structure is, is playing out is like the first time it's happened in NFL history where you don't have an agent and you're getting a bag. I got I to I gotta address the chat here. And, 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 and I love addressing the chat, even the dick writers. So we got... One and only KJ, right? This is a. I, I'm sure that's your name on your fucking birth certificate too, right? So look, I want to. I want. I want to ask this, Matt. He said everybody's not a Rod or Josh Allen coach. SMH. Lamar gets the job done. So again, we're going back to mediocrity. What job? Losing in the playoffs. We're going back to accepting mediocrity. That's your generation. One KJ. You think that is acceptable. Let's go lose. Guess what? It gets coaches fired in the fucking NFL, homeboy. This ain't. This is a results-oriented fucking business we're in here. This ain't a fucking let's be average league, motherfucker. Like, look, if Josh Allen goes into the playoffs again, if Allen goes into the playoffs again this year and underachieves, he's playing great. His team is losing, and they lose in the division round of the AFC title game. The shine is going to start wearing off, and people are going to be like, okay, he can't win the big game. He needs to go win the big game. That's going to be the pressure put on him. Mahomes has, you know, won the AFC West every year he's played. They hosted the AFC title game four years in a row. They've been to multiple Super Bowls, and he's got one. And he's, I'd imagine he'll get another opportunity, multiple, and another ring. The Look, I believe that the NFL, and let me get your, your uh, two cents on this, but I think that the NFL looked – in the early 2000s, looked around and said, how can we make an NFL version of Michael Jordan? Okay, because I think the NFL is scripted to a, to a point. Like, I think that, that you know, conspiracy theory, Matt's sitting here saying that a lot of the time it's predetermined who's going to win and who's not. And if you don't think that's true, maybe you should go look at the history of the league since the tuck rule. So – Tom Brady, they uh, they said that after he beat the Rams, that's the guy. We're going to make Tom Brady the Michael Jordan of the NFL. 
seven fucking rings. He's the Michael Jordan of the NFL. It's done, right? So now, just like the NBA had to try and replace uh, Mike with Kobe and LeBron, now the the NFL is looking at it and going, okay, who's our next guy that's going to take over for Tom and take the take the crown from the goat when he's done? And they're going to they're going to make Mahomes that guy. So if you want to bet on storylines and shit, Mahomes is going to have more opportunities. He's going to play in more Super Bowls. And the NFL is going to make sure that fucking shit happens. They're going to make sure that the Herbert Mahomes, Josh Allen, like three-way rivalry keeps stoked. They're going to make sure all that shit stays fucking on fire because that's what drives ratings and drives ticket sales and shit. Is that not only the rivalry between teams, but the rivalry between quarterbacks. If you look at the NFL and the history of it, when it's really great, when it's really great, it's Favre against Steve Young, it's Aikman against Favre, it's, you know, fucking Montana against Phil Sims, it's Elway against fucking whoever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's 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 always elite quarterback elite against the elite court, Manning against Brady, shit like that. So, you know, Mahomes is carrying the bag right now, and... I think he's going to be put in position to be that next guy that the NFL anoints as, as the, you know, the leader in the clubhouse. So they did a base good job. Said, base one said Mahomes is already that guy. I would love to see a resume based one. Um, he, Mahomes, Mahomes is a bad motherfucker. I, I, I think he's that guy, bro. I agree. I, I don't, I'm not sold yet. I want to see, I, I want to see three more Super Bowls. I want to see him win three Super Bowls. And then, and then we're, we're going to get, we're going to say, all right, your resume has now been written at least two pages deep. Right now, he's on page one. He's lost the Super Bowl to a 44-year-old. He also lost his other playoff game to the same man in New England. Yep. And we're anointing him the GOAT. You haven't even beat the GOAT. How are you the GOAT? Like Mahomes, Mahomes is a top 10 guy of all time already, in my opinion. Oh, not even close. Not even close? Fuck no. Come Listen. on. I look, I don't see the text. I don't see the text. Yeah, I love it. I don't see the text line, so I can't see all the like the rebuttal. But everybody out there watching the show right now, look, in no particular order, all right? Top 10 for me is Brady, Manning, Elway, Montana, Marino. Mahomes is in that fucking top 10. Favre, guys like that. Like, I'd have to really sit down and fucking go through it with a fine-tooth comb. But Mahomes is 8, 9, or 10 on the list, 100%. Not even close. Like, okay, would you take Troy Oakman, Aikman over Mahomes? 1,000%. Get the fuck out of here, guy. Come on. Come on. Troy Aikman over Pat Mahomes. All right, Matt. I just had Michael Lombardi on here yesterday. 40-year <laughs> NFL GM. Oh, yeah, I know. You know him well. He's got two sons, OC, for the Raiders and the Paralympic yeah. Panthers right now. So you know he's connected to the league. You oh, know yeah. he's the league. He's a great NFL guy. He knows his shit. He said the same thing yesterday with me. Troy Aikman all day. This is why. You can't compare eras. And if you do compare era, if you do compare quarterbacks, you have to include eras. I agree. And so, dog, Troy Aikman, dog, had they they were fucking in an era where he acted. He just said it on national TV. Take the fucking dresses off these pussies. I agree. Because it ain't fair. You want to anoint Mahomes a top 10 guy. But you're not going to include what he does in this era. He can't get hit. He has wideouts not getting rerouted at all. 
He yeah, throws well. nothing but lateral balls all day long and shovel passes, and we have yet to see him win a game in crunch time when he's throwing into the teeth of the defense. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Time out. He was preparing down. He made a comeback in the Super Bowl to win the game. That's nothing more crunch time than that. And what did he do? The, he ran. He ran a. He ran a comeback to to win the game last no. year in the in the yeah. in the divisional round. He did a comeback to win the game. He Monday ran. night he came back from seventeen to win a game. He he is Mister yeah. Clutch. I know what I'm saying is though, if we break that play those plays down, he uh, I said specifically throwing the football into the teeth of coverage consistently winning those games like a Brady's done, like a Montana, like an Aikman did three times, like all these guys that have won multiple Super Bowls. He has yet to show that. He ran two touchdowns in those AFC comebacks. He ran the ball. I don't give a shit if he ran it or threw it. He's still scoring. You won the game. I'm fine with it. I understand that too. But what I'm saying is that shows me that it's not sustainable though. And I'm seeing it right now. I'm seeing it right now by what he's doing on a year-to-year basis. He's arguably playing the best quarterback play in the NFL right now. But dog, what are we considering great? Like we're, I, I'm seeing all these well, talks about Jalen Hurts right now. Jalen Hurts is through, through literally seven balls lateral the other day. Yeah, lateral. I'm not, well, I'm not talking about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Know, that's that what the league is now. But Mahomes, Mahomes, again, four straight, a, four straight AFC title games he's hosted. That's pretty good. He's got a Super Bowl, lost another one. That sucks. Consistently winning his division. MVP, 50, 50 touchdown year. I mean, he can only play in the era he's in too. He can't go back in time and like get tough. I, that's he, what he I'm can't, saying. He that's can't. He saying. can't help the fact that he's playing in the softest that's era. That's what I'm the saying. What we're saying, what both of us are saying, is an oxymoron because you're Pretty saying much. he's top ten. I'm saying you can't say he's top ten if he's not in that era. Because of the era, right? Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? So Look. it's a hard. It's a hard thing to say. But when we hear people in the chat say yeah. this. Aikman played in an era where defenses weren't as fast as talented oh, as Mahomes. That. That's the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard in my life. Deion Sanders, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. They weren't fast? Let, let's talk about some of the people that fucking Troy Aikman played against real quick. Fucking best defensive players ever. Reggie fucking White. Charles fucking Haley. Fucking Ken Norton. I mean, give me, get the fuck out. Bruce Smith. Cornelius Bennett. Fucking Lawrence Taylor, I mean, Jerome Brown, fucking what? Deion Sanders, they weren't as fast. Take your NF, take your fan card, and go and 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 literally go watch soccer, dog. That's the worst fucking take I've ever heard in my entire life. They weren't as fast. Okay, right, yeah. Like Bo Jackson wasn't fast and. Fucking Deion Sanders didn't run a four-one something or four-two in front of everyone straight out the fucking building. Like, oh, man. come on, man! I love, I love these dick riders that know nothing. One of the greatest. How about how about I got to play an all-star team at corner, Matt? Deion's over here. Daryl Green's over here. Aeneas Williams over here. I'll put fucking uh, Ronnie Lott over here. Nah, like, they're no good at all and can't yeah, cover. Daryl Green's one of the fastest human idiot. beings to ever play in the NFL, bro. Oh so, my god. That Look, era man, was literally the fastest era. <laughs> I, I, I I really think that, like, people, and they could do this if they wanted to be informed. We've talked about this all morning, the information age, right? 
if they want to go back and watch these old school games, I do it constantly. Like I literally go back in the off season primarily and watch fucking games from 30 years ago. Cause I, I really want to see the difference. And bro, I'm telling you the, the players back then, if you put them in today's game, they would acclimate to the rules and dominate. They would fucking dominate. I'm not hating on Troy Aikman. I just know you like him a lot. He's a hell of a player and he deserves everything he's gotten. If you take Troy, Elway, you take Dan Marino and put him in this era, you take Brett Favre. Like, I know Favre played at the fringe of this era, but he didn't play in it. Like, if you watch the the St. Minnesota NFC title game, that's a fucking bloodbath. That's when quarterbacks were tough. Uh, Drew Brees is a fringe on this era. I think Manning's fringe on this era. Brady's Brady's both. Brady, Brady has crossed eras. He's one of the only guys I've ever seen do it because um, he's played for so long. But you you take those other guys and you put them in this, like, RPO-based offense where, you know, you can throw the ball into open windows and there's a ton of opportunity down the field. Dog, you think Elway's numbers were good then? Put him in this system and see how he does. You think how, you think, point, how, you think yeah, that's my point between that's why I take Aikman though, to your point. No, no, look, I'm not saying neither one of us, I don't think either of us were wrong. Right. And I think both of us are right at the same time. Mm-hmm. Is I think if you put Mahomes in that era back in the day, he would acclimate and be a really good player. And I think if you put Elway and Aikman and some of these other guys like Randall Cunningham, can you fucking imagine Randall Cunningham playing these days? Or no, like Michael Vick saying. playing in this I, era. I disagree. I think Mahomes would be back there running around like this, fucking ah, throwing the football because he doesn't understand. He's going to get fucking mollywopped, Number one, you don't. You don't think that, you don't think Mahomes would be able to like take the coaching from North Turner and Bill Walsh and those guys? Well, I think he has an all-time coach. I think Andy Reid can coach in any era. I, I, you know, I, I don't think that's different. I think he has an all-time coach. I don't think he has an all-time understanding that. I think he knows, and I, I had other guys on the show, and I think he understands. I think all the quarterbacks are starting to understand we can't be hit like we used to be, and it it opens up things like it's it, taking advantage, oh, man. You're 100. percent I agree with you 100. We're taking on advantage of yeah. the system, yep. and I literally watched Mahomes know that he can't get hit. I wish I could get the film, and he'll run, and the defense, the linebackers already slowed down because he knows he can't get hit. And he'll take two more steps and get and put the ball out and get an extra two yards. Oh yeah, he does it all the time. I agree. He's taking advantage of the soft ass rule. I just want a motherfucker to take that bitch and fucking smack him out of bounds one time. So like that, that would be my thing as a defensive coordinator or a D line coach. I would say to my guys, I'm giving you. We will pay the fine, and I'm giving you one 15 yard penalty, and you better fucking make it worth it. I and, want him to feel. We don't live that life more. We don't. I want him to feel more. what '90s football, '80s football, early 2000s football is. I want you to run through his ass and put him in the ground. We're not doing the pay gate shit no more. And 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 everyone talks shit about that whole situation uh, about Bro, Grant, bounties, uh, bounties happen, and anybody who says oh, they don't happen are fucking dumb. But but we don't live in that. We don't live in that era no more, Matt. In my opinion, I I believe that I, this is what I take twofold. When football was great. Twofold. This is what I, I agree. I, I take this twofold, what you just said. I'll pay my guy to do it. Yeah. That ain't happening anymore, in my opinion, because yeah. that's soft, too. But the guy you're paying, Matt, 
I don't believe we'll do the job for you. You just I, don't think that they're mean anymore, huh? Up and he's like, no way I can hit Patrick Mahomes, coach. I need his he's fucking jersey after the game. I got to sign his jersey after the game. I can't. We got the him. same agent. We're buddies. Yeah, we're boys on Instagram. I got to like say, I, him got to do a jersey swap after the game. <laughs> I watched uh, Any Given Sunday last night. And I just, I was sitting there watching it. And I'm like, I know it's a movie, but. God, I wish I missed football when it was this savage and like that's why I loved it so much, bro. Like, I ask at why well, I had a consult this morning at 4 30 in the morning with this high school kid. And I ask every fucking kid I work with, high school, college, and pros, why do you play? And they're like, Well, this, this, and this. And I'm like, they're like, Well, why do you play it? Why did you play? And I go, because when I figured out that I could tape up my hands and put a mouthpiece in and go fucking assault another human being and they were going to give me free school and fame and a fucking pension and I could go play in the league and get paid and get a bag and get some bitches and go fucking ball and have all the things that come with it. I'm fucking in, dog. You tell me where to sign up for that shit. I'm in. Because it gives me the opportunity to be who I really am. To be the fuck, like, I, I'm just born in the wrong generation. You put me on a fucking battlefield a thousand years ago in chain mail with an axe. We're going to fucking war, dog. Let's go. I'm in. So I think that there's a lot of people these days, a lot of players who don't like the physical nature of the game. And on you know this, coach. Practice, we used to run those fuck boys. The, the old school way of the game, if you could be a great athlete, you could be a great like talent. But if you can't take the physical beating that was going to come at you, you you get run. Or you get tough, one of the two. These days, man, some of these guys, like every time I watch somebody run out of bounds, it makes me want to fucking throw the TV out the door. Like I, I, I think that the lack of intensity and the lack of physicality and saying this, like saying it and making it happen, it's, it, it's very weird, like, the National Football League has become so soft that guys don't practice, they don't play, there's no contact in camp anymore, and everyone wonders why we can't tackle and there's no big hits anymore, and like the game has become extremely watered down in that regard because they're finding the fuck out of everybody all the time, and they keep saying things like physical play is going to get people hurt, whereas I believe half-speed play Me too. gets people hurt. When you're out there thinking about going half speed and how I'm going to hit this guy without getting hurt, you're thinking about getting hurt, which results in people getting fucking hurt. Every time I've ever gotten hurt, it's because somebody's going half speed on the field. And I'm going full speed, and it, it fucks people up. So I truly believe this. Football requires callus. And if you go full speed all the time, you're going to be in a good position. And if you don't, you're going to get fucking hurt. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna say this not boastfully speaking. They better not give me a job because I'm gonna win every football game because I'm gonna get in 21 personnel and, and I'm gonna run people out. power and people aren't gonna understand yep. it. And not only that, I'm gonna be better coaching all these slapdicks out here that don't understand why their guys are getting injured at all time high because they don't understand what practice tempo means. I used to have three tempos at, at practice, Matt. We used to have thud. We had full go, which was green. We had colored tempos. We're green today, fellas. We're full gear. We're full gear. We're green. Green means fucking go. There ain't no question. Yellow tempo means we're tapping off. We're tapping the upfield shoulder, the ass of the ass cheek. We're running by. We're going to finish. 
We're going to rally to the ball. We're going to let the offensive guy finish the drill. Right. Nobody gets taken down. Nobody gets fucking hurt. And then we'll have our regular short day where we're in shorts. And that's red tempo. And it's, it's a lot of controlled walkthrough, right? So we understand there's three tempos going in here. There's no more. I just talked no. to my good friend. He's a running back coach. One in the tempo. I'm not going to say what team so nobody knows. And I said, hey, dog, are you guys doing BPU and shit like we used to do? And, and he's like, JB, BPU? I go, shut the fuck up. And he's like, JB, I wish we could run BPU again, dog. We used to do BPU pre-practice, as you know. That was the thing with O-line running backs just to fit the fucking drill, right? BPU here. Bring it. You're the coach back there. Fucking boom, boom, boom. Set. We're going to roll this four-man slide. We're going to – the running back, you're going to fucking fit. You two backers are fucking offensive guards, but you're coming. Dog, he said they took it out. The NFL won't even let them do Prince pick up them. Like, what the fuck are we well, doing? Well, it's done full circle, right? too. What the fuck he's doing? Yesterday, I'm up in Boulder, right? And Coach Sanford, Mike Sanford's now the intern head coach. And we're standing there talking about, like, what, what they're going to do. When Carl Durrell came in, he eliminated nine on seven, wouldn't let him do it, and was just like, oh, we're not going to run nine on seven. We're not going to do any of the physical work. They're just going to have to acclimate and act like pros. And yesterday, we they did nine on seven, and I got to talk to the team beforehand, and I was like, this is the most important period of practice. This is where we fucking build the toughness of our team. We need to do this every day, all day. We should be fucking running nine on seven all goddamn day at this point to figure out who really wants to be here or not. This is where we figure out who can actually play and who can't. This is supposed to be a fucking war. Get your mind right. Go fuck this dude up in front of you. And it's not just college, as you know. I was at a Bronco training camp this this uh, season for damn near every training camp practice. They didn't do nine on seven one fucking time. They didn't pass rush. They didn't do game pickups. They didn't do half line. They didn't do fucking rally tackle drills. They didn't do pursuit drill. They didn't do fucking like heavy. They didn't do double team key reads. They didn't do four eye key reads. They didn't talk about wall defense. They didn't do shit. All they did was stand around and talk about, we don't want to get anybody hurt. And now how the Denver Broncos are like the most fucked up team from an injury perspective in the entire league now. Gregory's on fucking IR. Tim Patrick's on IR. Fucking Javon, Javante Williams is fucking on IR. Russell Wilson tore his lat, jerking off in the fucking shower, apparently, or something. Like, you know, it, it's everybody's fucking hurt. And this is what training camp has become, just a big, like, everybody love everybody fest. I, I know you've seen Tropic Thunder, right? Or uh, not Tropic Thunder. What, what's what's the Flint Tropics one with Jackie Moon? What's that called? Oh, uh well, whatever. When he's like, hey, does everybody, ELE, everybody love everybody? And they're like, you got that? And he's like, nope. That's what it needs to be. Like, we've got to revert back. You can be tough and get callous and work your ass off and still take care of guys. I mean, fuck, man. How did all, I guess my question to everyone is, how did all these other teams and players function for like 100 years productively when football was great? How did we get to this fucking part where it's so soft and so like everybody's standing around like, warning, you might get hurt. Let's not do anything because somebody might get hurt. I just, it's amazing to me. It's like there's a bunch of fucking soccer moms in Roger Goodell's ear talking shit. And he's like, you're right. I'm going to change everything the way you want it. 
It's like soccer moms are ruining football. Oh well, no doubt, no fucking doubt about it. Um, trying to show, trying to show this fucking deal. Like this is what I did every day, like every single fucking day. But I don't know if I could show it. Uh, why it's doing that? God damn it! I don't understand this. Um, anyway, uh, I I did I did board drill every day. I did angle tackle every fucking day. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, we can't even do this blitz pickup anymore. And I'm like, you guys got to be shitting me, dog. You got to be shitting me. We can't do blitz pickup no more. But I don't know. Uh, we got about 30 minutes le left. Make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, all right. Let's go back to your other quarterback. I, I don't want to beat uh, Lamar's dead to a dead horse. But what what uh, who are the other quarterbacks that are on the list that I think that are going to get the bag next year? Joe uh, Burrow. Joe Burrow, they're going to give him the bag because he already went to a Super Bowl. Will both of uh, us say yes? Yes, yeah. Herbert. Yes. Hurts. Yep, they're going to give him the money. What do you think? Still yet to be determined with me, man. I got to see him throw more than seven screen balls. Like Your boy, your boy Danny Jones. Well, this is the thing about him. Um if they don't see, and I'm all for him and everything, but if they don't see him throw the ball into the teeth of the defense, like I say, I want to see from Mahomes and these other guys who are much more talented guys, by the way. Um, even though Daniel Jones is a freak of nature, by the way, people don't realize how good of a fucking athlete he is. No, he. It, I think Jones is going to have a very similar career to Jake Plummer, bro. I think he's going to go somewhere else and really blossom into a hell of a player. Yeah, he could be. He could, but. I don't know if I pay him yet because I have to see more from him with his arm. Uh, and the problem is you don't have a roster like Lombardi said yesterday. A lot of these faults on, are on the management, GMs, owners, and coaches. Yep. We're not building a roster around these young quarterbacks. When we do bring them in and throw them right into the wolves, we have a horrible roster on top of the quarterback that don't understand nothing. So like, Okay, so let me ask you this. Is Mayfield's failure in Carolina, Carolina or Baker? Baker, he's got three coaches fired. Yeah, Baker, you don't like Baker sucks. Baker's not very good. He, he's he's the he's probably him and Wentz are battling right now with Fields and Kyler Murray as as who I take the bullet for. And then Derek Carr is the fifth one. Now Derek Carr is the the Matt. Can I show my quarterback carousel? Fucking uh, with Matt, I want to share my quarterback carousel as a new as a new segment we're going to talk about. So every week, Matt, I'm going to take a, a, a quarterback out of the carousel that I believe has gotten out of the carousel. The carousel is the absolute shithole bottom. So if we can get this, if we can get a guy out of the carousel every week, then that's showing progress. Okay, maybe this guy's going to blossom and become someone that earns the money at the end of the right. year. We'll talk about it. But right now, uh. Jalen Hurts is yet to be determined. Uh, Carolina has an issue. I believe Sam Darnold, I said it all year long, Sam Darnold is the best quarterback on that roster. I believe he's been a victim, just like Daniel Jones, of two horrible organizations with three OCs, three head coaches. Yep. Now he's in Carolina. He he shows promise, but then he's, he gets hurt. And I believe that rule started in Baker over him for the simple fact he knew he was getting fired, and I have to, I have to, I have to go with the, the, the guy that's on commercials. So I have to roll with him. Um, I heard Baker outplay. I mean, I heard Sam Darnold outplayed him in practice the whole time. So I, I, that's just what I heard from a buddy of mine that coaches there. So, like, I'm going to go. I, so Jalen Hurts is yet to be determined, so I can't say I'm going to pay him. Now, the Eagles go as far as he goes, in my opinion.
So he he goes as the Eagles go. So if he takes the Eagles and they fucking make a big time run, you have to pay the man, right? Because that's what the market says. Because you paid Kyler Murray's fucking Fortnite playing ass, and you've played all these other fucks, <laughs> you have to pay him. You have to I pay. I agree. Him. And Matt, I, I want to be fair. I want to be fair. I want to go back because I just want to be honestly real, like you are, and everyone understand. It ain't a hate thing with Lamar. It is a real thing. No, it's Lamar, an evaluation thing. Lamar Jackson deserves the bag, Matt. He I deserves one hundred percent. But Matt, he's not worth the bag. Let's be clear on the difference. See, people don't understand. He is deserving of the bag because you paid this pedophile weirdo fuck. You paid you paid Kyler Murray who can't put the professionalism in that the job entails, and you're paying these other fucks that are god-awful. Why does Lamar not get paid? He's an MVP. He's a fucking great character, kid. He's so- fucking... Unbelievable character. How, how much? How much would you give him a year and be comfortable with that? Because because I think that the the number that quarterbacks are getting these days, it even it even rubs quarterbacks the wrong way. Like forty million plus a year for one player as an ex player is kind of like fuck, dog. You better be the baddest motherfucker that's ever walked to play the position if you're making that kind of bread and you potentially are crippling the franchise if you suck. Like. Keep in mind, if Kyler Murray is a is a wash and can't play, or if Russell Wilson's done and just conned Denver into, you know, two hundred and fifty million bucks, those two franchises are fucked. Period. Well, so, out there. So, I, I, is it just the number? Like, dog. If he was I'll making, if he was making eighteen million a year, would you take him? Lamar, As opposed to forty. Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, but this is the thing. The market's been set. Like yeah, Lamar now, it's an egotistical thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a peer pressure thing amongst our peers now, and that's what the world is. That's why the portal kids leave because they they're not starting like their homeboys are starting. So they're gonna get into the portal because everybody on Twitter is blasting them that they're not good enough. And you are a five star. You're not starting at Alabama, but your so homie. Do, do you think it would be smart of Lamar Jackson to take less money and be a team player to help Baltimore get more guys to help them win? That's the Tom Brady model, and it works yeah, for that's, him. That's why I was going with this. Uh, people Tom don't that no more. People want the quick fix, and then we're, we're, we're going back to the generation that we talk about every day. We're enabled. We want instant gratification. Yep. We want to be IG models. We don't want to work. We're not going to fucking do anything to deserve the bag. We're going to go to steal everybody's pa- mailboxes and fucking Amazon packages from their porch because we're so lazy <laughs> to go fucking turn our own. So that is what we are in right now. We're living in that era right now, and it's like, do you think Lamar's really going to say, I just beefed up to 30 pounds, dog? First of all, you're an idiot. Whoever's in your circle is a fucking idiot for telling you to beef up 30 pounds. So are you a running back or a linebacker or a quarterback? Well, he, like, he wanted to put on weight so he could handle the beating. And that's what I'm saying. Why exactly. would you? All right, Matt, yep. you just said that. Don't even fucking say nothing else. I know. I'm owner I, in the know. GM. I know. I'm not paying you. You fucking kidding me? Well, look, okay, so let, let me go devil's advocate with you on this. Who then? If Baltimore doesn't pay him, they're essentially saying that they're going to tank and try and get the first pick to get another quarterback. So who? Or if they not, win. If they not go. Lamar Jackson, who would be a better right, pick here, for the Here's Ravens? the problem. We have a very, very developing situation going on right now without anyone realizing it. What do you do with Trey Lance? 
Because every team that has an open quarterback spot right now is looking at that situation and saying, hey, Kyle, hey, Kyle dog, are you going to play this motherfucker next year? Can we get Jimmy G in the offseason? Because every single team is looking at that situation as if I'll take Jimmy G on a roster with wideouts that can play in the NFL and a run game and a defense. I'll take Jimmy G, who's a 75% winning percentage quarterback in the league, has been to two Super Bowls. I'll take that motherfucker and let's build this Ravens team to what we used to be. Because Jimmy G is a times 10 Trent Dilfer. And you won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. So, so you're, you're telling me right now that you think Baltimore would be a better team with Garoppolo running the, the reins than Lamar Jackson? Not on this roster. Not, not on the roster, just in the circumstance. I'm of saying if we're going to reconstruct our roster and got say it, Harbaugh's job, we got to go get three or four wideouts. Uh, we got the tight end already. Well, let's go get three or four number ones that the NFL needs to win. Yeah, and then insert Garoppolo in your role. Get Jimmy G in okay. there. Get a couple running get backs. What about vice versa? What if back. Lamar ended up in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan and that, and that entire – like the way they run offense – it, it feels like he, he went and drafted Trey Lance to try and have do a both. Baltimore. Do a Baltimore. Right? Exactly. Do what yeah. Baltimore's doing. And Trey Lance just – no offense to Trey Lance, but Trey Lance isn't very good. Um, and he's not ready, though, man. He's not ready. I agree with that, too. He shouldn't have left. He should have played college football first before going to the NFL. I could see Lamar and Frisco like a motherfucker. Like, I could I see could that. Too. That's, a, that's one team we didn't bring up. I could see yeah, that, Lamar Jackson that, that's in Tennessee. That, that in Tennessee. Because because Dabo, da, uh, Debo Samuel is another guy that's a hybrid that, that with him, you hide him with Lamar, and, and you oh don't really God. need that number one wideout. And, and Juszczyk and Brandon Ayuk and Kittle and – fucking Trent Williams and the way that they run the ball anyway with their scheme. I, I Look, Lamar Jackson goes to the 49ers and their 49ers are going to be a fucking problem, bro. They're already a huge problem for everybody and they don't have quarterback play. The issue is you sign Jimmy G and now you're going to have Lamar as a, as a cap. You're going to have Lamar as a, as a, as a franchise guy. I don't know how that would all work, but but you've already fucked yourself with Trey Lance. You set yourself back fucking seven picks. So I don't know what the, what what that whole thing is. that shit. Financials. But there's some teams out here that are intriguing to me that – all right, let's go down the list. We got 20 minutes. You got Burroughs getting paid. Herbert's getting paid. Uh, Lamar – Hurts is getting paid. Dana Jones is a question mark. Hurts is a question mark. And then two – Let's give, infinity. Let's give defi- the definitives – Daniel Jones right now, I say no. Even though I like what he's doing, they're going to win. I would say no until I know they have a around them. Like, they have to have wideouts around them that can show me that that they can catch the ball in an O-line that's somewhat, uh, you know, professional. So, Daniel Jones, no. Who Tua. else? Tua. No. no. He's, he, sorry, though. He, he's a bleeder, man. He's in the bleeding no. category. When you got a head injury, uh, it's irreparable. I don't think Tua, you- Tua's food. How about Fields? Come back from it. Fields. Uh, Justin oh. Fields. Justin Fields. Uh, absolutely. A hundred thousand percent. Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> Zach Wilson, the 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 MILF hunter. I don't know, man, because I the Jets are a better team. I've been saying it all year. The Jets are a better roster. They did a hell of a job in the draft. I think the Jets are a completely different team. Um, 
are they a playoff team? Probably not yet. But what I'm saying that they have they've they've done the 180, uh, just like the Jags have done, even though they had a setback last week versus the Texans. I, I see uh there's another one we didn't bring up, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's only year two though, so I don't know if he's in his contract year or not yet. He's on his rookie deal. Yep. So he's staying there. He's stuck. So there. I would say Zach Wilson. Well, they're in the same draft. So I would say Zach Wilson and Lawrence, maybe another year before we figure out them. But Justin Fields has shown me nothing. So I, Justin Fields, you want to talk about a quarter or a running back playing quarterback? Holy fuck. How about these three veterans, though? Carr, Cousins, and Tannehill. What, is, what, is, what happens to those three guys? Are they all destined to be backups or are they all just need a new, fresh start? Like, that, that, if Carr, oh, if, if if Carr went to Baltimore, could he get a fresh start there? If Carr went to Tennessee, would he be a good fit? Tannehill, Cousins, shit like that. That's why this conversation could be a fucking seven week one because yeah. I don't know, dog. You don't. The quarterback play is so horrible in the NFL. <laughs> so you're going to replace a veteran like Tannehill, but who, by the way, hasn't won anything meaningful either. And you're going to replace him with, uh, let's say, a Trey Lance or an athletic young kid. And now you have the veteran learning from the rookie, which doesn't happen. It's it's it's, it's impossible. And you're 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 just spiraling out of control because the NFL quarterback play is just getting worse and worse and worse. And we're not letting the young rookies come in and learn from a veteran, a wily veteran, even if the veteran is a guy like Tannehill, who's a middle of the pack, athletically gifted guy. Uh, but he understands the game. He understands leadership. He understands how to be a professional. He's going to teach you a million things that you'll never know. Through osmosis alone, you're going to gain. And that is what Jordan Love is getting from Aaron Rodgers, contrary to all belief. We don't know if he's going to be the best one of all of them because he's been sitting there learning from the GOAT. So, like, I don't know, man. It's a very interesting topic because Derek Carr, in my opinion, just don't have it. Just like Baker Mayfield. I don't care what team you go to. You're going to get your coach fired, as we've seen Baker do three times, as we've seen Carson Wentz is about to do again. He's gonna Carson Wentz is gonna get two coaches fired, Frank Reich and Ron Rivera. And he's gonna get cut too. That's a threefer. And so, like, we got guys like this that are out there, and I'm like, dude, we're not gonna teach these young cats anything. And then so why, why do you think they keep recycling so many shitty players rather than giving young guys an opportunity to play? Like the, the why, why does Tyler Henneke get fucking benched for Carson Wentz? They should have just played the Henneke kid and see if he could take him for a season and roll. Like I've been why, saying, why why not play? Uh, you know, fuck. Let's think about this. Like the Malik Willis in, in Tennessee. Like we've seen enough of Tannehill. Well, see, that's, why that's not play Malik Willis? I, I don't think you can start those young kids like this. I think we're setting them up for failure. I'd rather have Malik Willis learn from a Tannehill. What if they ball out though? I, I don't know if you can say that though, because look at let's do the odds. Let's say the, let's look at the numbers. If we're so analytical now with this fucking league, let's look at the numbers. What young kid has came in and absolutely just fucking ripped it? No one. No one. Kyler Murray's fucking average at best. Uh, the the last like the last. Back. Well, okay, so Josh Allen stepped in, has been ripping it. Mahomes stepped in, young and ripped it. No, 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 no. Time out. Well, Those that's guys what, next- so what do you consider young? Just Are you saying just straight out of the fucking gate, straight into the starting lineup? Yes. So Mahomes yeah, backed up Alex often. Smith, bro. Mahomes backed up Alex for a year. That was uh, critical saying, for him. But still, 
Uh, are, is a year in enough time to say they're not young anymore? No, uh, that, as a veteran, okay, that, still that'll a be the second debate. But let me ask you: Herbert came in. What's his name? Tyrod Taylor gets a, a punctured lung. He gets yep. hurt. You put in Herbert. He comes in and balls, but he got to see five games or whatever. All right, let's say Herbert got in there and balled. Um, he's he's rare. Mahomes got to sit a year behind Alex Smith and Andy Reid being the guru he is with quarterbacks. Got to see all that. He and got in here too, balled. Balled. What, what do you declare as the time frame? That is something to be debatable because I don't know if, how many young guys get thrown into the fire. Justin Fields even got to back up Dalton last year for a while, yep. which I believe would have been better, would have been better if he would have did that um, for the whole year. Even though Andy Dalton's who he is, he's still been in the league a long time. He understand, You could see it at least from a, a sideline point of view, if you're Justin Fields. Instead, yep. you're going in there game three on a shitty roster, and now you're just the guy because they're going to say you're the guy and they're going to pay you, and now fucking boom, you're shitty now. And Trey Lance is the same way. Baker Mayfield's the same way. Fucking hopefully Sam Darnold isn't that guy. Daniel Jones has been in the fire since gate. He's not really been able to get from out under that horrible roster. Brian Dable's done a fucking coach of the year performance so far. Yeah. They don't have a roster to, to help out Daniel Jones, just like Zach Wilson didn't have one last year in, with the Jets. Now Zach has a great wideout crew, um, and they're better up front. So you're seeing that. Trevor Lawrence has an NFL fucking head coach now. He's looked better than he did under Urban last so year. So much better. He looks like a totally different player. The team's still not very good, but, you know, that thing right there is yet to be determined. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has gotten better because he went out as a professional and seeked help and got better. And their roster is very, very good. So the Eagles is a deal is a situation where Jalen Hurts, by the way, I mean, so, so much of this is where you go. Yeah. And, and by the way, though, Jalen Hurts got to play for Nick Saban and fucking won a natty and left and went to Oklahoma and got to play in another offense that was yep. good in college. And he and he was older. By the way, Hurts was a little older. And, and got to play for a very, very structured person in Nick Saban. So, like, there's so many things we could point to on this shit. Um, but then you have the guys just with the it factor that don't have the it factor, like Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, uh, Justin Fields. These guys don't have the wake up, I mean, the it factor, dog, that it takes. Derek Carr lacks the it factor. I don't care about how much Jesus Christ you speak. You're not very good. You have no nuts and guts for a man that walks by faith and not by sight. You're fucking scared little pussy in the pocket. And I'm just like, how do you do that? Walking by faith, not by sight. Like, how the fuck can you say that out the right side? But it's funny. Funny how that works, huh? It's so funny, dog. Hey, yeah. nothing, nothing worse, dog, than a fake fucking Christian. Holy no, you are speaking my fucking language right now. I never understood why. Like the dudes would come in and they'd have a big cross tattoo and they'd beat all the prayer groups. And then right when the fucking, right when we got out of the building, they're the first ones in the strip club fucking smoking dope and drinking and cheating on their wives and shit. Like oh, fake ass good boys. Yeah. Like you, you ain't, you ain't fucking fooling nobody. Just be who you really are, dog. I'm a godless heathen atheist and I'm not a fucking, I'm not ashamed of it either. <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue what's gonna happen when I die. Like, I don't care what you are. I don't care what he is. I don't, I don't care what. Fuck. Like, I'm still, I'm still. We'll disagree. We'll agree. We'll kick it. We'll, yeah. Whatever. 
I don't I mean, know. Fuck, it's it's like football, football is my religion, baby. Blue. Motherfucker's like, oh, man, Matt, Matt has tattoos. He can't date my daughter. And he's a fucking, like, dog, I don't even know the man. I can't say that yet. Like, people don't realize that. They're so quick to judge us because you voted for Trump or Biden. Like, I don't give a fuck what you voted for unless you cross me in a way that is 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 hurting my family or myself. I don't give a fuck. I like I, I don't vote. I'm fucking never voting because until the president wins by one vote, I'm not fucking voting. <laughs> well, just think about this. Donald Trump can't have a fucking social media account, but Antonio Brown can. Antonio Brown could jack off in public. He could say that the Arizona Cardinals are fucking the R word or whatever. Can you believe that shit, dog? My dog. Like, come on, man. It's fucking unbelievable. This guy's lost his fucking um, mind, dog. Vontas so, Burford, I don't LeBron know, man. I got, I got... There's just so many bad quarterbacks out there. We're recycling those bad guys, and then we're bringing in new QBs into the fold that aren't ready, and... I think you're at a boiling point in the NFL to where, what do we do? We either sit these rookies, save some cap, sit these fucking rookies and not put them in the fire right away. Let them, let them even learn from a shitty-ass starter. Or are we starting rookies, dog? Are we going to start rookies for the new thing that's the new era and just be shitty and never get back? You might have to because the, the elimination of bonus babies, too. Think about, like, what the Cardinals did when they drafted Josh Rosen. And he obviously wasn't the guy. And then they just went right back and drafted Kyler Murray the next year. And everyone's like, oh, you can't do that. That's going to cripple your cap. Well, it's going to cripple your cap if it's bonus baby time and you're paying Sam Bradford 90 million fucking bucks off the top. But if you're just paying him under a structure where he's Rosen is making whatever he made as a rookie, which is minimal compared to bonus babies, you can just cut him the next year and get rid of him and go draft another guy. So I would say it depends on the player and the situation when it comes down to everything. But I'm not drafting the guy to watch him stand on the sideline. So if you're drafting a quarterback and you're on an established team, maybe he does sit and learn. If you're drafting a quarterback on a shit team, fucking let's go, bro. I need you to go out there and cut your teeth and learn and struggle. I think the Trevor Lawrence thing That'll work out for Trevor. I think he's going to be in a good situation now that he has Doug Peterson. If you throw Trevor Lawrence out there with fucking Urban Meyer's drunk ass and Urban's thinking about co-eds and staying in Cincinnati and everything else that Urban Meyer was doing and shit, doesn't even know the names of his players, he's signing Tim Tebow, you're you're probably going to suck. I mean, let's just be fucking real. So, uh, again, it all comes down to the situation like we talk about all the time, the situation you're in. The situation that you're you're drafted into or you sign with, you know, that if that's going to determine your success a lot of the time, regardless of what you think, you know, you can only control so much as a player. Uh, I agree. And I just don't know. That's why Lombardi said, uh, I don't know if Eli started as a rookie or not. Um, no, Eli, Eli backed up Kurt Warner. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought. And then they benched Eli for Daniel Jones midway through the year, his rookie year in 19, I think. Yep. And then Dan Dan backed up Eli until he took over. Yeah, yeah. So um I don't know. I, I just like like Lombardi said, dog, I think he thinks the franchises, um, the franchises are setting these cats up. And and, and dog, I just think the fundamental issue is college coaching. And I think it goes back to college football. 
I mean, you can't you can't sit here and tell me that these quarterbacks are being coached up anymore at the college level. Well, a lot of it's like draft prep too, bro. Like one we of have the two main cards things. On the sideline. We're not teaching them anything because all well, they have that's to a big fucking over. card. They have to look over and just run the playoff So they're not learning nothing. They're not having no. a they're not having a, va- a language. And and that's why my point is, Matt. We got five minutes, and I want to break it down. Why, if the NFL coach like Cliff Kingsbury understands mm-hmm. Kyler Murray's just not that bright of a cat, a or he refuses to learn, b or they're not teaching him. Well, this is my thing. If he came in and we know he wasn't taught anything in college, and we know this as a head coach, why would you still have? Doubles right, zoom to zap, zip red, orange, over, banana Y, throwback, X throws, X post. Why would you have that terminology instead of doubles right, river all-star? Check with me. Let's roll. Like, home, 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 let's go, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that with a guy that don't fucking understand football? Try and make it easy on him mentally, yeah. I like, uh, I agree, but I, I will say this. I work with a ton of people for the combine, and when they come in and sit down and we start doing film, and I say to them, okay, give, get your whiteboard marker and get your ass up there. You started in college football for four years. You started 50 games. You've seen everything, so on and so forth, right? I need you to get up there and draw me 11 three-by-one, closed bunch right, tight end, iso left, under Sam Stack, strong safety force, cover one fence man. And after you draw that, I need to know how to 60 protect this four down to the mic. Where's the squeeze gap? And how do we run right and left? What's Gator? What's Sally? Yada, yada, yada. And these kids look at me like I'm speaking Chinese. And I'm like, this is football terminology at the next level, bro. And if you don't know how to speak this language, you're never going to fucking play. And I, I, it goes full circle with me, coach. This is, an, this is a choice that these kids make. And the agents, the agents know the difference. And if you're a sports agent out there and you're repping kids and they're, or repping players and they're going to the National Football League and you're sending them somewhere to train, and they are not in the film room every day learning this, you are doing a discredit to your clients, period. They should be learning this day in and day out every time they get the opportunity to go fucking learn and get in the film room with a professional. They need to goddamn do it. This shit is not easy, but it's also not as hard as they make it out either. They make this shit out to be the hardest thing on earth, and I just don't think it's that way. I don't think it's as hard as they make it. Dog, people don't understand what these are. These, that's just basic front terminology right there. And and I have a kid that don't understand. I, I, I coach these young kids that come over. I have them do little virtual things. I do some other things. And I'm like, what are those techniques? Tell me what they are. What do you mean, coach? This is a three-year starter quarterback in high school. Oh, yeah. They can't, they can't identify an over, under, even, odd, bear. They don't know positions. They don't know terminology. Oh, they don't know what a three technique is. They don't know why the three technique does what he does. They don't know the difference between a zero and a, and a, and a, a one. They don't know why you're an under as opposed to odd. They just like, I love it when people walk in, they're like, we run a forefront. And I'm like, oh, so there's four guys on the defensive line? That is fucking deep. That's some deep shit right there. So, look, football has gotten dumber. The players have gotten dumber. The coaches have gotten dumber. And that's why it's so shitty. Like, when it comes down to it, football is a thinking man's game. And those who can think and articulate and then lead. And I, I I love the motto of if we're all wrong together, we're all right. 
Like if I'm playing center and I walk up and I make the wrong call, but I'm a leader and I'm adamant with it. And I'm like, Hey, stallion left, stallion left Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. And then all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, it's not stallion. We screwed this up, but we can't change it. But everybody runs stallion and we do it right. We can gash them for 30 fucking yards as long as we're all on the same page. Yeah. But if one guy runs Sparrow and I said Stallion and one guy goes right and everyone else goes left, we're fucked. Yep. Hey, this is my point, too, though, as we go back to this whole thing about the kids. First of all, let me explain something real quick. There's 16,011 men playing football teams in high school football across America. I know these stats because I'm a recruiter. 16,000 high schools play 11-man football. The number has dropped from 1.5 million playing participants with the same 16,000 kids or schools to 800,000 this year. Yes, that's a lot of kids. We have 800,000 players playing high school football in America in a nation of 400 million. All oh, right? boy, that's bad. So, or it's now, good, one of the two. That is an average of about 50 kids per roster. Out of those 16,000 schools, Matt, only 11,000 have a JV and a freshman team. Wow. So if you go to the inner city in LA, most likely they only have varsity. And I'm sure it's like that in Denver, in Oklahoma City, in Dallas, in Houston, in inner city schools, unless you're in the big Katie's or the big West Lakes or the big, uh, you know, modern day Bosco's, you're not having all three levels. And you're you're just scrapping to get a, a fucking roster of other. We've had three JUCOs in Cali this year, Matt. Forfeit, not enough players. Yeah, we actually had a, a team that today that I was talking to that had to forfeit last week because they didn't have enough players. All right, so let's keep going on this path. You have a you have less players playing of all time. You have a referee shortage in America because they're tired of dealing with these fucking unruly shitboard parents that are in the youth level and climbing up to high school. Oh my God, there's nothing worse than youth parents, bro. Well, now we're shooting at games, right? Yep. And then you have the kids themselves. All right, let's talk, let's go to the root foundation. We're, they're not the root foundation or issue, but they're the, the bottom line product on the field. So these kids that we're lacking, don't know who, so let's say there's 16,000 playing schools. Let's just say there's no backup. There's 16,000 running backs in America, high school right now playing. I bet you out of 16,000, I would say 14,000 of them don't know who Bo Jackson, Eric Dickerson, Marcus Allen. No, they don't know who LaDainian Tomlinson is. They don't know who those guys are. So by saying that, it shows you their investment in this thing is not what it it's not the sport it's playing Fortnite, social media on the phone tiktok dances and how cool we could be with a fucking retweet and a like over learning the position that i play the greatness and who i want to become they don't want to be the greatest guy no more matt they don't even care where they go to school they just want to wear fucking nine hats on a podium and look cool and have something to post, and that's what it is. And and look, we'll talk about this a lot more tomorrow morning as well, and we'll just keep growing on it. So, look, great show, dog. That was a hell of a fucking morning show again. We're rolling. Hey, I appreciate you, dog. We don't even Amen, brother. We're just fucking talking about whatever's out there. So fucking uh, a. Much love. I appreciate you, man. Go out there, get with the kids, go coach them up, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Amen, brother. Have a great day. All right, brother. Peace. Peace.
Hey, I appreciate everybody coming in. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Check out Fight Camp slash Coach JB and ro.co slash Coach JB. Roman and Fight Camp, great sponsors. And go get you some candidates. I need to win the contest. CandidateCBD.com, Coach JB, all caps, is the promo code. CoachJBStore.com, go get you some merch and some gear. And uh, I appreciate you, man. It's a great day to have a great fucking day. I'll see you later on. If you're not a member, you better become one. Peace.